Hey, welcome back to Plain Blank. This is John Carcosa. Michael Zapsick. Ming Chen. Geo Seti back. Coming to us from the West Coast. Oh, Yusef. And from the Windy City, Chicago. Todd Sullivan. Or Clarendon Hill. So, uh, guys, we took a week off. After we took six weeks off, we came back. We did a couple episodes. We immediately took a week off. But, um, but we all had to take care of a little business last week, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But before we do, I don't know how you do it, Mo. It's week in, week out. It could be about the most earth-shattering of news. It could be about sports predictions. It could be about something maybe much more man- mundane or banal. But you were able to once again come up with a key prediction. And you predicted that Gio Setti would be back in the house for back-to-back episodes of Point Blank. You were right. We didn't talk about it. We didn't plan it. How did you know after... Yeah, and you missed last week's episode. How did you know that George would be back with us? Well, 2020 has been dubbed the year of George, right? So what better way to start off the year than, uh, than having George here on our, on our podcast? Yeah. But, you know, if you just look at the feed, it's, it's hey, is George coming back on? Oh, we missed that it's, George. It's what you know? the people so want. It's what they want. You got to give the people what they want. You know, I could call there because mail call is always filled <laughs> with, with, with mails asking you to have George on more frequently. So you are right about that. And it's funny you mentioned that 2020 is the year of George. Um, you may remember a few, a few years back after your liberation from the Rispoli household that we entered into the summer of George. Absolutely. And that was the summer that you discovered plenty of fish, and, and a lot of fun was had during that summer of George. But now we're well, saying... women discovered George. We're now we're saying it's the year of George. Now, what I was hoping is if, Mo, if it's possible in any way for you to ratchet up whatever you're crackling, crinkling... Can we turn Sorry. on your vacuum Sorry. or something like that? Uh, I notice you're not in That's the... That's a really sensitive mic. <laughs> you're not in the L'Oreal El Segundo office. I am office very now. sensitive, Mo. I'm, that, my, that's my, killing my, me. My bike is very Seriously. It sounds like he's putting tinfoil on rabbit ears over there trying to get better reception. And then trying to put it inside your... T- yes. Well, let me well, say I'm something. Up, I'm up in the hills. Let me say something. It's, it's 2020, and I'm excited. Yes. And, Mo, I'm delighted that you... You were a wonderful prognosticator predicting that I would be back. Yes. Because I'm delighted to be back. And delighted. 20, 2020 is going to live the value of the mantra of better days. Better, and maybe the better days are here. Maybe in 2020. They're always here. And then, you know, I'm always looking forward to I bet to the next tomorrow. time you're back here, who knows when that will be, but I bet you're going to have some more information to share on that front. Uh, before we get into our breaking news, I'm going to ask you, can you can you crack open this first beer here of the three we're going to uh, oh, have yeah. tonight? You know, and I'm parched. I can't wait to do this. Okay, so this, these are from our friends not far away over in Bradley Beach, uh, the Bradley Brew Project. Um, and this is a crowler I just got fresh. It is their flagship beer, Unicorn Girls. It's a pale ale. And just let's make sure we have enough yeah. for three glasses there, my friend. Look at the color. Yeah, it's it's beautiful, yeah. and I think you're going to really enjoy it. But let's get into a little bit of breaking news, and and we're going to start off on somewhat of a somber note. And it's not a note that we often strike here. We've done a few episodes that happen to fall on the anniversary of 9/11, and so obviously uh, it was very important for us to, uh, to 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 give our solemn recollections of that day. And uh, we are meeting here just days after. Um, NBA legend, uh, future Hall of Famer, Kobe Bryant, along with his daughter, Gianna, and seven other uh, individuals, friends and family members, uh, and of course the, the, the helicopter pilot, all passed away pretty tragic, very tragically uh, over the weekend. And when the news broke, 
was kind of funny uh, in this sense. The only thing about it that was funny at all was, you know, um, immediately Twitter's like, oh, you know, R.I.P. Kobe. And right at that same time, just 12 hours before, Kobe Bryant had passed. I'm sorry, LeBron James had passed Kobe Bryant on the all-time scoring list. So he took the number three spot. Kobe was in number three. Right, and then you've got uh, a LeBron surpassing him. And in fact, if you go on any of Kobe's social media, his last tweet, his last Instagram, was congratulating LeBron. He's like, "Hey, I'm so proud for you. We were, you know, rivals for years, friends. Uh, proud to see you, you know, continue the legacy, keep going forward." And and so when people were saying like, "Oh, you know, rip Kobe," you know, people were still talking that LeBron had passed him. But then, of course, we all learn tragically. And in, in, in the moment, there was so much confusion. Four people died. Five people died. Six people died. It was nine. First, it was Kobe. Then it was Kobe and all four of his daughters. Then it was uh, uh, Laker legend Rick Fox. Laker legend Rick Fox uh, with him. So many rumors. You know, people having to tweet, hey, guys, I'm still alive. I wasn't there. But... Um, but uh, obviously, there's a lot to unpack there. He he, he leaves a, a rich and storied legacy on the court. Maybe you know there's 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 a there's a, a mixed or or um, certainly a um, a nuanced legacy off the court. Uh, but but George, I know you, you're maybe if not the biggest Kobe fan, but <clears throat> certainly the consummate sports consumer in this country. What do you think about Kobe, his legacy, and the tragic circumstances? Yeah, I'll tell you, John, uh, and it's. I thought it was excellent that you brought up uh, that it was literally the night before. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, LeBron James was on in flight, flying back, I believe, from Philadelphia when he heard the news. But it was he, Kobe Bryant just finished tweeting and using his social media exactly. to congratulate him. Exactly. Basically saying, King, take it from this point on. But to add, to add something to the my reaction and what, I, what I've always thought about Kobe Bryant, uh, Obviously, arguably one of the more intense uh, scoring players, uh, work ethic-wise, mm -hmm. dedication to the sport, unrelenting uh, scoring uh, and uh, game preparation. So his accomplishments on the court are or basically ridiculous. Top 10 all time. And, and I'm just going to come yeah. back to you just for one second. For some of those things you just mentioned, game intensity, preparation, practice, some would say he's unequaled in those categories. That, that, that is his probably defining basketball legacy, but go ahead. A absolutely. And the only other uh, player in professional sports that sort of had the workout regimen or the dedication to uh, being as good as he could possibly be every single week, every single game, would be Jerry Rice mm -hmm. in the NFL. Right, right, right. Uh, right. And, and by coincidence, both players, icons of the sport, played 20 years, mm. right? Or yeah. Rice, I think, could yeah. have been 17, 18, and 19. I'm not sure okay. if he's 20. But, but they had very similar... Uh, uh, attributes and capacities to be unrelenting to want to win. A lot of other people were bigger with the... And to not take their foot off your throat. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So my reaction to the to the tragedy, most folks that follow me, um, at least they're aware of what I write about and what I talk about. Uh, and as a dad, uh, you know, it's hard to digest it. But, you know, how often do I talk about how almost instantaneously your life can turn on a dime. Right. And when I heard that news, my, my heart was in my mouth. 
I, I was I, I I had to compose myself. Not that I'm the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, of course. But here's a guy uh, in the, in in the framework of your life, your entire sports watching life. And I'm, I'm a bigger baseball fan and NFL fan, but I follow the NBA. And when I heard he was gone, and then furthermore, I heard that Gianna was gone, and those other innocent folks, the, the first thing that came into my mind mm -hmm. as a dad is what the most terrible, most unthinkable feeling uh, that he must have had was, because you know how protective I am about my kids, especially my daughter Sammy, is to know when, they were, when that helicopter was losing control. Right that he was powerless, he couldn't do it. So here's a guy who was completely in charge of everything he's done his entire life since he entered the NBA at 18 years old, and he was powerless to even help or protect his own daughter. So here, I'm just gonna give you some solace, yeah. and, and any point blank fans, viewers, yeah. listeners that are watching or gonna stream or download this later, I'm gonna give you a little solace here. The NTSB has released the details of the accident. And some of those early reports, as I was saying, were very conflicting. Who was on there, how many people died, the, flame was, the, the helicopter was in flames going down, proved false um it actually was instantaneous they didn't know it was happening in a bank of fog where they couldn't see they instantly flew directly into the side of a mountain to the point where the pilot was in communication with the tower and, and said and and said Sorry. hey i'm going to be um i'm going to be ascending about 20 feet and they're okay roger back let us know hey hello they were gone it was that instant in a fog bank they flew directly into a, a hillside and just it just it just was instant so at least in that sense they weren't filled with this impending fear or dread or you know can i protect my daughter i can't protect her whatever the case may be. they just never knew it was happening so you're saying it was a, an incident and i didn't know this john thanks this for, is all this the, I, added information this just came out she's yeah. just saying it happened so instantaneously they yeah. were in flight and all of a sudden correct it imploded you know yeah, yes yes i mean they, they it, it, I don't know if it imploded, but it impacted. Impacted, and then they probably were... Instantly killed, they said. Yeah. That's, so, uh, because they were moving at such a rate of it's speed. It's just unthinkable. So, yeah. the last thing I'll add, I, and certainly want to hear from yes. uh, you know, what everybody else wants to say. Because I told you, beyond being a sports fan, being a dad, and there are other dads at this table, and you can relate. Uh, you know, Todd, Todd, a uh, panel guy here, good friend, he's got four wonderfully beautiful young children At even least. younger than johnny's and ours but and mike i just met your kids tonight the the biggest fear i have as a dad and this happens to me all the time almost every night knowing my kids are on the road mm -hmm. forget about being in flight yeah. look we all fly i've flown i've been in 37 of the 50 states i've flown everywhere you have to fly but there's one thing about helicopters there's this and i know kobe sure flowed habitually yeah but there's this empty feeling that a helicopter brings in my, I've never been in one and I won't be, where there's a greater risk. That's just something I feel. So, so listen, it's not just something you feel, the facts bear it out, I'm gonna tell you why, okay? Yeah. Most accidents involving air travel take place during takeoff or landing. Absolutely. Takeoff or landing. By design, a helicopter takes off and lands far more than an airplane. So it, it doesn't just seem as if there's a higher ratio of helicopter accidents. Very really, it is a higher ratio of, of helicopter accidents. That's undisputed. Okay. So, uh, you know, they frequently, you know, quote, hey, air travel, it's, it's much safer than a car. Yeah. Um, and even 
even a helicopter is orders of magnitude safer than car travel yeah. just because of the lack of traffic. But still, when they're saying that, they mean airplanes. Airplanes are safe. What I want to do is I want to actually throw it out to L.A. for a second. Mo, you're there. You're on the ground. It's a city yep. in mourning. The guy has been there for 20-something years. He was on his way. I mean, look. Obviously, the tragedy is there. The young children, horrible. Kobe himself was only 41. Yeah. He just retired two years ago. His entire life was ahead of him with the funding to do whatever he want. He was poised to become the next great movie mogul, and he was applying <coughs> yep. the same discipline and the same uh, work ethic. Work ethic. And he was a, he's an Oscar winner already. Absolutely. To, to, to everything he, he was doing. So, Mo, I know there's an entire city in mourning. You're there. Talk to us a little bit about it, buddy. Well, just to put um, some of this into context and, and the crazy coincidence of things, right? Um, I actually watched his short film the night before all this happened. Come on. Yeah, I, I kid you not. You know, I was, I was, uh, you know, just just on the on the uh, internet and just you know looking around, and all of a sudden, it was crazy. And, I, and it's for those of you who haven't seen it, it's really, really well done. Uh, Kobe Bryant narrates it uh, through, and um, there are basically two different areas in LA that held really, really big um, memorials, if you will. Right. So obviously, at the Staples Center, um, there were there were lots of uh, flowers and and artifacts and, and things there. And they had canceled um, that Clippers Lakers game, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And and you know you saw the reaction of a lot of players. Who played that day you know a lot of them were uh, crying and uh, really emotional and for those of you that don't know the uh, lakers practice facility is actually located in el segundo california whoa so just home, just a quarter mile from where i work home of nick's cosmetics yes exactly so um there was this gigantic board where everybody signed their name you know and uh you know in memoriam of uh of kobe and and again tons of flowers practice was obviously canceled that day um and, and you know everybody was just walking around in shock because you know I, the where i first heard it was when i walked back in, into my apartment from you know continuing to move furniture my my nephew said oh kobe bryant he's dead and my jaw just dropped i said that's crazy and then what i thought first was you know this is the first superstar that that generation grew up with yeah you know, absolutely. so so it's not like something that we really even uh experienced the only thing we really experienced to that magnitude was magic johnson coming out and saying that he had hiv yeah, uh, in terms of shock value, but as a, in terms uh, of shock, right? Yeah. But of course, uh, he did. You yeah. know, you, you look back, uh, uh, <coughs> George Michael may be able to remember with a little bit more clarity than I do. I was very, very young when Thurman Munson died. Uh, yeah, uh, it affected my family tremendously. Um, and then, of course, you go back a little further than that. The great Roberto, Roberto Clemente, Clemente. Yeah. correct, right? Uh, and and you know, just just one last thing to add. Um, coming home every day, I, I drive past um, LAX uh, when when uh, traffic is uh, good enough to pass through it. And that night, um, they they lit up the sky with uh, orange and purple. Oh wow! Uh, just yeah. Okay, so maybe yellow and purple, or, or yeah, uh, yes, yellow. Okay. I mean, well, through all the purple, the LA smog, it came out, <laughs> yeah. it came out orange. So yeah. like, yeah. gold and purple. Were they were they doing it for for Carlos Beltran of the yeah. Mets? Like I didn't understand. Uh, it, it, it is a two-week car error. It's two-week tenure. All right, how much car error? That's all. First, 
First mango of the year. Yeah, that's right. Getting it off. Probably not. Um, Todd, why don't you go ahead and share share your thoughts here? Yeah, just just really quickly. I mean, you guys already covered a lot of the the things I was thinking. I'm not, uh, uh, as George said, not not the world's as a lifelong Knicks fan, not the world's biggest Kobe fan in terms of the basketball sense. But you have to appreciate his uh, competitiveness and killer instinct, and and how you said how he prepared for the game. You mentioned John, you know, having this whole new phase of his life, this new career ahead of him. There was an article in Sports Illustrated uh, some point last year after he won the Oscar talking about how he was building this empire, as you mentioned, um, around kids content. He had hired a bunch of people and was developing what he thought could become a Harry Potter-esque world or universe of kids stories and movies and all this kind of stuff. And it was just fascinating because he applied that same kind of competitiveness to yep. figuring that world out, aligning himself with experts in the field, you know, meeting with everyone he could meet with to soak that up. And I think there's a lot to learn from that drive and that, and that desire. Um, and the, the last anecdote I'll throw out is one I heard um, listening to another podcast on the Adam Carolla podcast this morning. He had called in. He's Kobe like had he's, called he's in. neck and neck with us on listenership, I heard. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very okay. close. So it kind of goes back and forth. We're going to gain momentum but, um, tonight. But... Um, Kobe Bryant had called in uh, a couple of years ago uh, for some, I forget, forget what they were talking about, but he'd called in and they were interviewing him. And uh, he told a story about when he was 13 years old uh, growing up. He was in at the time uh, in Philly and he joined a uh, basketball league, a youth basketball league there that was um, very famous in the Bryant family. His father had played in this league and dominated it. His uncle had played in this league and dominated it. Obviously, both went on to other success. And so he was excited to get in there. And he said the first year he was playing in this in this league, the entire year he scored zero points. Missed every free throw, missed every shot. Did, wow. Literally did not score a point the entire year. And um, he said he came back, the, you know, and that's, that's a moment in your life. You're like, well, screw this. I obviously can't match up to my father's legend or whatever. You could tap out. But he, you know, rededicated himself and worked his ass off and was the MVP of the entire league, the number one player in the state of Philadelphia, the state of Ah, there you go, Mo. State of Pennsylvania, uh, the following year. So it's just—I mean, it's a—it's a little story, but it was—it yeah. was interesting here, and it just that uh, you have these moments in life where you know you you can decide how you want to move, and he was always one that had that that work ethic to just yep. in every capacity do what he could to be the best at what he was doing. You know, you know what impressed you got to respect it. Definitely have to respect it. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, being a Knicks fan, and certainly, you know, Kobe. Dropping 81 on the Knicks at the Garden, you know, which uh, that's one of these things where even though the Garden seats 26,000 people, I've personally met over 100,000 people that have claimed to be there that night. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, the guy, the guy was incredible. Listen, speaking of the Knicks, you know, they had a guy. You know, that was a Rhodes Scholar, went to Harvard and Oxford, was a three-time U.S. senator, and that was Bill Bradley. And he's widely regarded as the smartest player, and it's not saying much, you know, to, to have played in the NBA. But i got to tell you, Kobe was right there. The dude spoke multiple languages. He, Absolutely. He very famously was, you know, drafted at 17, started the NBA at 18. So he didn't go to college. But but he he educated himself on his own in any number of disciplines, yeah. and, uh, and 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 the man was very impressive. Go ahead, Jerry. yeah. You know, to add to that, if, if there's anybody out there, whether you're a passionate NBA fan or a general sports fan, if you don't appreciate and admire Kobe's 
uh, overall contribution to the game and to professional sports as a whole because he was the word I like to use is unrelenting. Yeah. To score 81 points. Even relentless. Put this in, not, no, put, not a word. Put, put this. It's a good word you like to use. Time out. Put this into perspective. He scored the 81 points one night, right? We know he scored 60 in his last game he ever played. But to score 81 in this era, the era we watched the NBA, we know Will Chamberlain scored 100 points, but yes. he was a monster playing in a league with a bunch of skinny CPAs. Yeah. There was nobody in the league. <laughs> there were no and, and it was double overtime. Yeah. It was like, so he was just a beast. Edge. He was like nine inches taller than everybody else in the league. I, I, listen, I, I mean, do you know this is a fact? During Kobe's years in the NBA, you know how many seven-footers are currently now on rosters? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's somewhere in the area of 77 footers in the NBA. And during Wilt's era, there was none. It was just Wilt Chamberlain. He was about 6'11. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. I, I want to move forward, right. but but real, real quickly. Mike, I know you're not the hugest sports guy in the world, but you are a dad. Uh, clearly, you're aware of what's going on here. Was there anything you wanted to share? Weirdest thing happened. The. Uh, we've been binging on American Pickers. Okay. And uh, I mean, this that, is. Is that the weirdest thing right there? It's that, very weird, weird that I'm doing that. You were watching one. American Pickers. And number okay. two. But um, three days before uh, the lovely Julia and I were watching it, and uh, they they went to a clean out guy, and he cleaned out Dwayne Wade's like first apartment. Okay. And there was a poster. It, it was a poster size picture of Dwayne and Shaq. And it, it was personalized. It said, Dwayne, you are the best guard I've ever played with. Uh, Shaq. And they were talking about how he was throwing, throwing shade. shade yeah. yeah. Oh, and okay. his, they're like, yeah, you know, there was... Uh, and they went through the whole, you know, there's, you know, some animosity of between course. Shaq. Yeah. And, and you know what? When someone dies, all that goes out the window. Shaq uh, made a lovely tweet. Mm-hmm. Um I actually saw an interview with Shaq uh, uh, last night on Inside the NBA. So it was, uh, they brought in 81-year-old Jerry West, okay? He's called the logo. He's on the NBA's logo. Famously, he's a Hall of Famer as a player and a Hall of Famer as a Lakers executive. He drafted a 17-year-old Kobe Bryant. He said, I have to have this kid. He made the trades necessary. He got rid of Vladi Divac. He's no longer irritating. He he, he made <laughs> opened up the roster space to get Kobe, and then he went and, and recruited Shaq out of Orlando and said, you got to come play with this kid. Trust me, you guys are going to do amazing things. You're going to win championships. So anyway, on Inside the NBA... Last night, so you had Ernie Johnson as the host. You got the normal cast of characters there. You got Charles, you got Kenny, you got Reggie. Uh, And then you had the two guests, Jerry West and Shaq. And I got to tell you, it was almost... Not that it was a competition. And The video's out there. You got to watch it. I've seen it. I was overwhelmed. Shaq was was overwhelmed. He's like, you know, looking back... Whatever animosity mm-hmm. seems so stupid now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, the privilege I had playing with as great a yeah. player as he was. And he even said, he goes, I wish I had one-tenth of his intensity. Mm-hmm. He's like, and, and so I didn't want to cut you off, Mike, but. No, no, I, that's, I, I, I'm done. John, I'd like to just add one. But, but one, Gio wants to cut me off. One, so, okay. <laughs> one final nugget. No, Mike, if you're not done, please. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. No, this has nothing to do with basketball. This has nothing to do with basketball. You had an hour-long, like, eulogy. No, I, you have to cut him off, man. It's related to the Kobe incident, but one thing I wanted to share. Go ahead. And we've all gained additional perspective. Everybody 
in the country, in the world, yeah. should have gained more perspective. When you think of the, the magnitude, and some people ask, you know, why does the good Lord do this? Why would they take somebody like this in the prime of his life, his 13-year-old daughter, yeah. and seven other innocent people, yeah. go into a youth basketball game? Right. Why would they be taken immediately, instantaneously away from everybody, everybody that they love? And my answer to that is, and, and maybe in its own majestic or mysterious way, we, we live in a society that is so much finger pointing, so much lying, so much cheating, so much complaining, so many people being stressed over the most insignificant things. They, fe they forget about the core meaning and the importance of family, love, and not to sweat the small stuff. So in, in its way, as crazy as it seems, maybe the good Lord has instances like this taking a 13-year-old precious mind, girl fine. to remind you of what really is important and to never forget that you should appreciate everybody that matters in your life and be good to everybody else in society. I would say that's about as good a Cheers. take as you can for the, such a tragic event. Uh, you know, Kobe was very notorious uh, in saying he was a big fan of being a girl dad. He had four girls. Yeah. Okay, Todd, but for Dash, you'd be in the same position. <laughs> and uh, and and he he's like, you know, my oldest, you know, she's great at her thing, volleyball. You know, you got Gianna, she's great at basketball. She, she's better at her age than I was at that age. You know, my youngest, she's, she's like super smart, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He was such a big fan. He's like, if it was up to me, I'd have four, five, six more girls. I think Vanessa probably doesn't want to do that. He's like, but, so, and, and in the end, he did die doing what he loved, you know, going with these girls to another game. It was his daughter and her friends and their family. And, uh, and, and, and you're right. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but that was at least the best positive take. We're going to move on, but yeah. very quickly. Ming, you spent time living in LA too. I did. Is there anything you wanted to add here? I, uh, I mean, I think the greatness, the achievements, uh, you know, we all know all about that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it uh, it's always it's always weird when legends get cut down too early. But um, I had read a story. I think either Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel uh, okay. when they were young kids in L.A. Kobe had just uh, moved to L.A. They're at somebody's party and they ran out of beer, and Kobe and Jimmy volunteered to go on the beer run. Come on. They go to the liquor store and the guy's locking up. And he's like, "Hey, I, I'm closed. I, I can't sell you guys anything." Kobe holds up his ID. He says, I'm a Laker, let us in. They get five cases of beer, they bring it back, they save the party. Wow. And, you know, I think I says beer, you know, whereas, you know, it's Roth Brewing, we're beer fishing. Was, <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate that. And uh, I think that says a lot about that. Wow. Guy. I mean, you just a simple act as that. And the best part is, depending on when that was, he may have been a Laker, but he wasn't 21 well, yet. He was not. No, <laughs> I believe the story said he was either 17 or 18. I, I love and, it. And, uh, you, know, you know, he didn't say he drank the beer, he, right. uh, I think Fallon or. I've never heard Jimmy, this story. Yeah, man. it came out. Whichever Jimmy it was, uh, he yeah. was 21, so he probably legally bought Pro the beer. Probably Kimmel, because uh, he's L.A., and, yeah. uh, and Fallon was probably over here doing SNL. Yeah, so. but I love that. There are just a couple of kids out, just wow. starting out, and uh, hey, we'll go for the beer run, awesome. and we need to get this beer no matter what. We have to save this party, and they did. And awesome. I think we can we can all appreciate that. Kimmel was yeah. on Win, uh, Win Ben Stein Money at that time, so he should have been like... <laughs> yeah. Hold up, hold up that ID, yeah. that who? MTV, yeah. Ben who? who? But you, ben say, like, oh my God. you say I'm a Laker, yeah. you're, you're, you're good in that in, town, In LA, man. that's currency right there. You're good okay. in that One other thing. One final note on, on one Kobe. One final, 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 final note. Final note? Final note. Final note. It's the 15th final note, George. I guarantee you the magnitude of, the, of this accident and losing Kobe Bryant 
it's never, think about it. You mentioned Roberto Clemente. Mm. You mentioned Thurman Munson. They were good players. Roberto Clemente is a Hall of Famer, and yeah. he was on a peace mission. But the magnitude of where we are in professional sports or any celebrity, to be taken like that with his daughter instantaneously, I'm telling you, we'll be in our backyard, 85 years old, talking to each other, and this will be still a Not topic of conversation. Not at the same time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, folks, uh, yeah, I do Ouija have... <laughs> I, wait, wait, Johnny meant, when I'm 85, he'll be 75. I have 10 years on this young man. But, uh, but actually, speaking of your age, yeah. speaking of your... Oh, what should be Fallon? Wow! Oh, yeah. Wow, good call, Mink. So, uh, speaking of your yeah. age, um, I'm going to say that last Thursday, January 23rd, George yeah. did celebrate a birthday. Am I correct in saying it was Absolutely. number 57? 57 years young. Young. God, a crusty veteran. God, God bless you. But that's not the only thing that happened on January 23rd, George. Yeah. Sorry to tell you. Uh, something, a series that we've been mm, 26 years waiting for is... Um, is Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard, the further adventures of Captain, well, now Admiral Picard, retired, uh, debuted on CBS All Access, so I had to renew my subscription. I canceled it as soon as uh, Discovery had ended, brought it back, uh, opted for the limited commercial version, uh, because I heard that even the no commercial version, there are some commercials, so I said, well, then I'll just go for the limited commercial version. And... um, I don't know how many people here have had an opportunity to see it yet. Uh, my number one, so we're going to hear from Mike right now, but my number one takeaway on this was, man, Sir Patrick Stewart's gotten old. Um, yeah. But uh, but it was I thought it was an excellent, excellent um, reset of the Star Trek universe. They paid a, a surprising amount of homage, and certainly continuity-wise, to... By far the weakest of the Star Trek movies uh, of Next Generation, which was that last one, Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, you know, here's a twenty-something-year-old spoiler alert. You know, uh, a Commander Data dies in that movie, and and that's a big oh. part. And that's a big part of uh, <laughs> big, yeah. big part of uh, what happens here uh, in this episode. And while also um, tying in to the modern versions, this Kelvin-verse, the J.J. Abrams-verse, with the igniting incident that created that parallel timeline, which, of course, is destruction of planet Romulus. George, you knew that part, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I thought it was great. I love the tone. I love the the frequent dream sequences. Um, I think what's going to happen here is there's going to be continual, um, is my own prediction, Mo, please forgive me, continual throwbacks to these dreams where he's reuniting with Commander Data, uh, juxtaposing with different episodes where probably different members of the Next Generation cast will pop up. So uh, so we're all looking to see uh, how uh, Will Riker and Deanna Troy are doing, or, or of course, Jordy LaForge, maybe even Lieutenant Reg Barkley, who knows. But um, How about Pestley? Come on, man. Was Pestley. <laughs> so, Pestley Crusher. So, Mike... Free Will Wheaton. Your take on this uh, this first episode, the pilot of Star Trek Picard. Uh, it was a great volley for serve. We got to see uh, John, Jean-Luc, um, a, a man, of course, with French background and a British accent, which I never quite understood. But, hey, it was the but, 24th century, so... And by the way, was this the first time in seven seasons of Next Generation and... Four or five movies, generations, four movies that we heard him speaking French. He, I, I believe he, he spoke so. to the dog in French. In this. yes, yeah, 
Although I think we no no I think we we've, we've seen it once or twice. Okay, okay. Before that, um, yeah, I, I was looking. and I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, he did. He got a little bit old. He got old. And I've I've seen Blunt Talk. Okay. And it, it, I loved Blunt Talk. Did yeah, you? No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, it's great. He's yeah. he's like a doddering right. kind of. I saw the trailers. Uh, but this one, he's he's limited. Uh, poor Patrick Stewart, little limited. He's uh, seventy six now. Seventy nine. Seventy seventy nine. Yeah, that's why wow. he looks old. Because he is he old. Is old. Um, right. But God bless him, and uh, he, he's still going to spring into action here. We yes, yeah. But did you notice that when he's running, you see, you see him running, right? And you're like, "That's somebody else." You know, <laughs> that's somebody wearing a bald wig. Oh my! Sam god. Jackson in Captain Marvel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! Right. Um, but uh, it's it's a great volley for serve. We're we're thrown um, a couple of. Loops. Mm. They introduce characters I, I, only to kill them off. Very shocking to me. We we actually start to care about the character. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, and boom, done. And you're like, what? Well, just kind of sucked. Did that just happen? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah, it did. Yeah. And we find out that um, the, the I'm I'm gonna give a couple of spoilers here. So if you know, guys, here, here's your chance. If you <laughs> haven't, if you haven't seen the car yet, it, and go it watch may it. even be a spoiler for Mike, me Mike, too. Spoil away, Mike. Spoil away. So, um, yeah, the uh, the Romulan son goes no supernova. Yeah, and the they beg the Federation for help. Federation comes in, but there's an attack on Mars right. on a spaceport in Mars that by synthetics that destroys. Uh, a which, shipyard. Which on the surface should have nothing to do with a rescue effort. It should have erupt. nothing to do. But it seems the Federation used it as a pretext to, 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 to halt the rescue effort. Exactly. To not. Um, the reason why uh, Picard retired was because he thought that Starfleet was a bunch of scumbags. Yep. And, you know, uh, it's. I think they're trying to segue the, the whole political landscape. I thought about that. There's, it's, There's it's a little parallels. It's a little preachy. Yep, yep, yep. So. I think, I don't know. I think, I mean, George, you were telling me you had a different take on it. What would you want to be jumping on <laughs> that? George, what's your, as, what's your as quiet and reserved and, and bashful I am, I really don't have much to offer on Picard or the Star, Star Trek genre. George was saying to me before, he's like, Muga. Make the universe great again. So I was like, "All right, let's yeah, do that." Yeah, I do that. know a little something about C C three PO. That's Star sure. Wars. That'll yeah. be that'll yeah. be up next. Uh, uh, Star Wars and Star Trek are two different things. That is correct. okay. See, guys, <laughs> folks, I know a little about confusing. a lot of things, but I'm not a Star Trek dude. It's but, like the or Rams Star Wars. And we we will talk about the Super Bowl later, but I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, so uh, so overall. Did you think uh, that you would say that you liked it, or I did like it? Okay. I mean, uh, and then they gave you the coming the, the yeah. coming attractions, yeah. And we're gonna see some. Uh, we're gonna meet some new friends, and we're gonna see some old friends too. I mean, um, we're gonna see uh, Jerry Ryan. Oh yeah, seven, very exciting. Seven, oh, nine. seven and now, nine now, coming back. I'm not quite sure. Did she and Picard ever cross not, paths? Not on camera yet. No, okay. they have not. Well, Although I can tell you that 20 years off of Star Trek Voyager, she's pretty good in those trailers, man. She yeah. looks phenomenal. And I'm like, 
she might have gotten she, he got older she got better yeah yeah so. hey, she, i know that guy Who's that guy over there? That's, that's the, old, the guy that's getting old. That's that's Patrick. that's Sir Patrick Stewart who plays yeah, Captain yeah. Picard. Yes. By that's the right. way, Mike, you've gotten me engaged in the process, so I am going to see this movie. Well, it's a show, and, uh, and <laughs> yeah, that too. So you only, you only have to invest what? It's an hour. I'm at. It's an hour. Oh, program. so it makes it it's a, yeah. it's, it makes it even easier. But I'm so, and, listen. And, uh, you're you, heightening my interest. But I'm a big movie. But buff, we're looking forward, George, here to Jerry Ryan. Yeah, hey. it's be the next episode. There you go. So um, you know, here's what's interesting, Mike. You said that right at the end there. Huh? You know that for a series with star in the in the title, Star Trek, there, the entire episode took place on planet Earth, either at Chateau Picard. Or at start, which is in France, or in, uh, in the Loire Valley of France, or in uh, San Francisco at Starfleet HQ. And did you happen to notice something interesting about the Golden Gate Bridge in the future? Hmm. Uh, remind me. I didn't. Uh, no did cars. Mag- didn't Magneto move it? No, uh, no. It? no. Wrong. Okay. No wrong. Got wrong <laughs> English <laughs> actor. No <laughs> cars uh, on the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, no, sure, they because... they have shuttlecraft. Ah, uh, interesting. Uh, so solar probably... arrays. Oh, that's smart. I didn't it's, see that. It's really I'll quite clever. I'll catch that in a rewatch. And the only other location was uh, when um, when there was a certain character in her apartment in Boston. Greater right. Boston. Greater yes. Boston. So so the entire episode took place on Earth, very grounded, until that final teaser scene at the end, which, uh, you know, we'll save that spoiler. But yes, let's just will. say they, they showed up in a very uh, unexpected location, the Romulan refugee camp. Was being located somewhere mm-hmm. that was pretty unique. So, who else saw the episode? Who wants to chime in? <laughs> Crickets. Ming has not seen it yet. I have not. Uh, oh, I didn't even know you had CBS All Access, uh, Mike. But that means I get it too. So, <laughs> you so, know the password, uh, <laughs> Ming. You know, and you know the drill. Todd, do you get a chance to watch it yet? Not yet, my friend. Okay. All right. And but I'm curious. I'm curious what you're drinking. Uh, oh gonna, yeah, we got to talk. We're going to get that, to that right? in one yeah. second, but we got to do our due diligence. Mo, huge Star Trek guy. Did you get to see Star Trek Picard yet? I haven't, but it sounds like if I was going to watch my first Star Trek episode on TV, that sounds like the one I should watch. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. You said that about the original series, yeah, too, Mo, I but that's may, okay. I just but, may get into the, the whole series well, you, later on in my you life. You know what? Now. Actually, and this can be something. For both Mo and, and Geo, for that matter, I'd be very curious... To see what someone who's never seen Star Trek thinks of it. Obviously, Mike, myself, mm-hmm. uh, Todd, and Ming, when they watch it, we're very familiar with all the the tropes and all the characters. But I want to know: Is this being constructed that someone who who's not dedicated to it for thirty years can still enjoy it? Yeah, well, I'm big. You see, with this studio, Ming, with all Marvel characters, I like the Marvel series okay, well, and Marvel then, characters. And he, well, it's almost especially, related. Those especially are, yeah, when also content. He plays yeah. one of those as well. Remember, uh, remember Jessica Alba actually uh, starred in one of those movies. She was in the very well-reviewed Classic. Fantastic yes. Four movie, yes. Yes, uh, she was. Let's take a second. Yeah, yeah, beer. Uh, we're going to tell you about this beer, and then we want to hear about the beer you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. So we did have our first beer, which is a local beer from the Bradley Brew Project. That's Unicorn. Corn Girls. They're 5.4%, uh, very hot pale ale. It's their flagship beer. I love that beer. Uh, uh, great uh, to get our palate going tonight. But now we moved on to something a little bit media. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what this is here. And this is actually a debut. It's the first time I'm having it, but it's also the first week that anyone's having it. 
This beer is from a brewery called 21 Locks. Now, what's 21 Locks, George? I'm going to tell you what yeah, it yeah. is. It's a new brewery. They're about to open in PA, but just on the other side of Trenton, right on the other side of the Delaware River from Trenton. Uh, and 21 Locks, and let's check out their Facebook page too, Ming. Or as I say, link to that because they don't have a website going yet, but they do have a Facebook page. And that's where I would direct people to check out. This from 21 Locks is their monkey bread. Belgian chocolate stout. So you know what this has? Molasses, vanilla, cinnamon, milk sugar. It's a rich chocolate stout using a Belgian yeast strain. It's 11% alcohol, but with all these delicious flavors, you're not getting hit. You don't taste like boozy alcoholness. Mike, I'm going to let you smell this one, my friend. I know you I know you like This one's got a lot. I was go- just going to comment on the aroma. What was, what was the name of it again? So the brewery is 21 Locks. Yeah. They're just like Ross Brewing. Their physical brewery is under construction now. They're um they're they're uh, and and they're going to be opening in the coming months. But Mike, what were you thinking there? A little, I, I'm I'm getting a touch of soy, and Ooh, there's there's a little touch of soy. Wow. Yes, wow. Uh, I'm I'm getting uh, I can smell the molasses. <laughs> okay, and shout out shout out to Kimmy Vinciguera. Ch- she's chiming in. That beer sounds amazing. Yeah. Wow. John, I have to comment about this. Go ahead, George. Go. Yeah, folks, uh, we were just told you were asking Mike about the aroma. Folks, this stuff, and right when I open up the can, I put it in the glass, it's intoxicating. Oh, boy. Actually, quite literally, it is. It's intoxicating to a point where, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? It's got the sweetness. It's smooth. I, I like the strength. But it gave me, from past experience, the feeling of a Cafe Patron, believe it or not. The color, oh, yeah, boy. that's a whole can of worms. Yeah, but my point of kids I'm making, are listening to this broadcast. I, you're right, folks. Cafe Patron is a tequila-based coffee liqueur, but and that, just leave it there. Yeah, no. we'll leave it there. But this gives you that slithery feeling that <laughs> slithery, yeah. slithery, slithery. You could uh, I, I, this can be really enjoyed collectively. That's all I'll say. Okay. And, and it hits you in the face. So not me because I'm. Pretty durable, but it hits you in the face. I, I'm not sure that's what they were going for, but I'm going to tell you another little secret about this. Besides being a new up and coming brewery, we're, we're getting a we're getting a very rare sample before they're even open yet. It's a great beer. There's a lot going on. You know, you hear the term Belgian chocolate. That sounds great. It's a chocolate stout. You know, you got the molasses, vanilla, and cinnamon pulling in the monkey bread flavors. But you know who brewed this? You know who the head brewer is at Twenty One Locks? Who's that? It's a member of our extended. It's a member of our extended, a shared universe family. That is correct, Mo. None other than PJ Wendell, okay, who, who for for a, a, a length of time hosted the Essential Guy Talk podcast right over in the other studio across the hall. Sometimes wow. the same night that we were here, we've done crossover episodes. Even before that, he was a guest right here on Point Blank. He sat in the same seat that you're sitting, George. He's a good friend, and uh, and so this is a great opportunity. He's signed on as the head brewer at Twenty One Locks. And I'm going to tell you right now, if this is an indication of the beers that are going to come out of this place, they're a brewery to keep your eye on because PJ is doing good stuff. Absolutely. And the can, you got this adorable monkey, you know. Jonah will spit on his computer. (laughs) It's a a well-designed can. These are little things I appreciate. Sure, It's a well-designed can. Monkey bread is always giving you that. Sticky feeling, exactly. so to speak, or slithery. It's slithering, slithering. and 
No, slithery is when there's an exchange, but it gives you that sticky aroma, and it's it's got thickness to it. I just love it. It has a great thickness to and it. And by the way, can I just say it? You no, said, monkeys, no monkeys were hurt in the process of making it. No, not no, at all. No, no, no. no. Go ahead, George. No, but this, you're saying this has not been... Massly or no. mass distributed? No, no. This is a this is an this initial is, sample. Wow. We are one of I, the I first feel, people to drink this, Joe. Ming, Ming, I feel honored to be, we are one of the, to be we, here. This is wonderful. We were some of the Reed. first mouths to experience this beer. Look at that can. Can you get a close up? Look at no. this can. It's, it's gorgeous. Turn around. Take close a look. Up. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, look at that. This is the can that was in the machine box? <laughs> Uh, no, actually, we, there's no, a story. Folks, there was. Oh, a, there, there was. was a, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I put time in, out, time out. I, so put in a, I put in a pet in. Oh my God. When I got to the studio, when I arrived at the studio, there was a case. How many hours is this going to go? <laughs> there was a case on the table. Yeah. And it reminds me of a case that had some sort of. Like military you know, launch code. Exactly. Yes. And the, the can, nuclear football. Yeah. Yes. And the can was. was play, I was. It was beautiful. Guys, Great presentation. Guys, check out the Point Blank uh, uh, social media pages tomorrow, both on Instagram and Facebook. You're going to see the exact case and presentation <laughs> George is talking about. It's great. But we have to move on. But before we do, Ming, you're also consuming this beer. Your take. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, molasses, vanilla, cinnamon. Um, I'm uh, missing one other. Uh, milk right. sugar they put, too. Milk sugar. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. 11%. Um, that... Uh, That'll 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 take away some inhibitions for sure. <laughs> take, a, take a look at his face. <laughs> yeah, if um, I, Mike, I swear to God, I was just gonna It'll make say you that. slithery. Yeah, I, uh, I'm very it, it, red it, right it, now. Ming's it, face is very slithery right now. Red. If, if you have a couple of these pistols, it weakens the knees. Can you yeah, give him a little smoothing to help him out. Need some smoothing. Yeah, but um, you know, if you're How afraid, about that way, Geo Ming smoothing, that would be big news, right? That uh, would be news, all right. I don't know. I hear the Wonder Spa's open till two. So. Oh my God. Yeah, oh, but uh, you know, if you're afraid to hit that dance floor, uh, maybe there's that karaoke song you're afraid to, to go up and do. Drink some of this; you'll be up there immediately, and your uh, your mouth will be happy. Thank you, PJ. Thank you, Twenty One yeah. Locks. Yeah. Uh, PJ actually left this in the refrigerator at Jack's Goal Line Stand right. for us. I drove down there at about seven o'clock to pick it up. Uh, initially, they were very confused. They're like, "Who? What? What beer? Someone left a beer your name's for you on the can." This I know. Year. I'm like, "Hey, I had to show him the post saying uh, from right. PJ saying." Hey, we left this in the fridge. My name is on it. Right. And the guy came back. He's like, well, I didn't even know it was here. Here you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, do you want to stay for trivia night? It's like, no, I got to go. But perhaps next week. <laughs> I got so, this. Listen, by, by the way, let's give a quick shout out. Jack's Goal Line Stand. Yeah. Great place. Great place. Phenomenal wings. Phenomenal. Great wings. Great place to watch Phenomenal. football. I know, I, know about that. I know it well. I okay. know it well. Probably right. the best wings in Monmouth County. Nice wings. And uh, karaoke night every Thursday. Trivia and night. And apparently trivia on Wednesday. Yeah. But that's a competition with Point Blank, so we're not going to talk about that. Right, right. Um, now, <laughs> but this is so good. Todd, can you, Todd could still hear I us, can't right? taste it. No, I can't. No, <laughs> no you can't Todd, taste it, but time this. out. But if you and Jeannie have a romantic interlude for Don't Valentine's do Day. Don't do it. No, no, no. I'm just oh, saying that you guys, la, 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 after a nice dinner, Gino, la, la, la. the kids are... <laughs> <laughs> the kids are asleep after a nice dinner. You and Jeannie can share a can of this, and it's nice. Or right. you can share a can of SpaghettiOs. Listen, it's listen. up to you, Todd. Before I get to Todd, before I do, just real quick from the comments, Pakawula, uh, a great friend of the program, says he's not normally a stout guy, but he loves this stout. We've got Kim. Kim's saying she's drinking a four-hands chocolate milk stout right now, and Sue just wants to know, what the hell is Grissy? Grissy <laughs> and... Uh, 
and she had Grissy and Slithery. Oh, I didn't say Grissy. I said Slithery. All right, sure. So, Hingy. Uh, <laughs> Todd, Todd, can you can, can you <laughs> Todd, can you just tell us what are you drinking out there in Chicago? I, I, I don't even know how to follow any of that, but uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna dive in. Uh, so, I've got I've got two beers here. One one that I've already worked my way through. It's these are both from the Green Bush brewing company now you know i i like to stop off and pick up beers on my drives sure, uh, road trips and whatnot this is coming back from my wives uh, my in-laws in michigan uh in sawyer michigan right on the border between uh, michigan and illinois or is that indiana i'm not sure uh indiana there's a there's a brewery called Greenbush uh, brewing company and i have the first one i had was a imperial india pale ale brewed with honey called brother benjamin okay that's that one right there. That was uh, it was really nice, very hoppy. Uh, had it in a in a very tasteful glass, uh, as you see here, John. Uh, that was in your in your honor. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, this it was it was delicious. It was um, it was it's the, I love the line on here. We're here at Greenbush. We're always known that good ideas often start over beer. Nothing like taking a good idea too far. If you're reading this, you must be one of us. Enjoy the first step in taking your own idea too far. So hopefully uh, that holds true for Ross Brewing. But that was uh, mm-hmm. that was the Imperial India IPA or India PA. What what makes it Imperial, by the way? And that's just purely a measurement of ABV. Imperial is is can be synonymous with a double IPA. You can even use it with a triple IPA. There's no hard and fast rules. You can apply any measurement that makes sense. So we'll ask you on that Imperial, what's the ABV? ABV on this one is 10.1. That sounds pretty Imperial to me. Yeah, it was potent. Um, And then following that up, we've got... um, in, in honor of the darker stuff you guys are drinking, that one sounds delicious. This is a barrel-aged Russian imperial stout. Nice. Aged in whiskey barrels called Dystopia. Ooh, and that's from Greenbush as well. Also from Greenbush. And uh, I've got a drinking? different glass for that one. Uh, that's It's a black, very inky black beer, but smooth as silk. It's uh, it's delightful. <laughs> this is a, it's a really good one. I haven't had this. I've had a bunch of their beer before, but um, not this one. Don't be surrounded by sameness. Dystopia. Um, yeah, thumbs up. I like it. So that's an RIS, a Russian Imperial Stout. And what do we think the it. ABV is on that one? Uh, that is nine. Where is it? I just saw it. 9.5. Well, wow. Jeannie better watch out tonight. Uh, Ming, do us a favor. Flip us Interludes. over, flip us over the uh, Todd video so we can get a look at this beautiful beer that Absolutely. you're describing. Absolutely. Sorry about that. Let me... Uh, uh, and, and Todd, is that a can or a bottle? Are you going to show These us? These are both bottles. I'll oh. put them back up uh, on screen here. We've got brother... What was it called? Brother Benjamin. There we go. Imperial, wow. Imperial uh, Pale Ale. Nice. And then, uh, and then Dystopia, the Russian Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. Wow. Beautiful. Delicious. Beautiful, beautiful. Enjoy, enjoy. All right, listen. Green bush. We're going to get through these next points here uh, uh, pretty quickly, and we're getting a couple of mini games. So we got some Star Wars news this week. It, was, um, it, it wasn't unexpected, but it was certainly welcomed. After all the rumors of all the trouble on the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan series on Disney+, he, the man himself, for the first time, broke silence, came out and said, guys... It's still happening. We start filming this July. We're not going to miss our launch date. Everything's going to be awesome. Um, I'm super stoked about this. Uh, Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan was probably one of the only good things about the prequel mm-hmm. series. Uh, and um, 
if I hadn't already signed up for Disney Plus and to see The Mandalorian and to see all those Marvel uh, shows that George endorses, including the one with Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell, portraying uh, uh, Jack Daniels, the U.S. agent, also known as John Walker, the U.S. agent in the upcoming Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Um, but I would have signed up for this Obi-Wan series. I mean, th- 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 this is great. Ewan McGregor is going to be awesome. We're going to see the what What did he do in those 18 to 20 years when he was just doddering around in the desert uh, on Tatooine, you know, watching baby Luke from afar. So uh, now, how does how does Picard factor into this? To, sure. I think there's definitely a crossover coming at some point. Disney will acquire Star Trek as well. But uh, but we're not at that point yet. So. Mike, you already have Disney Plus. I do. Okay, so Ming, that means you have also it. have Disney. Plus. Yeah, no, no, no. I bought it uh, for the company. You know, oh, so we're, you wow. know we're going to need okay. it here. Well, it's a business expense. Well, Research. it's got all the Marvel movies on it. So and Star Wars, as as, as well as many other things. And the Simpsons. So uh, yes, right, thirty seasons worth. Yes, and they the, have the Indiana Jones movies. I think they had everything going on there, man. I, you, know, I actually use my Disney Plus app today. This is true on the train. Into the city today, I watched something they released in the year 1999. It was uh, Disney's American Legends, all about folktales. And I watched this morning the one about John Henry, the one about Pecos Bill, and the one about Johnny Appleseed. Now, don't ask me why I was into that. I fell down to uh, a Wikipedia black hole, and I said, "Let me watch these movies." So, uh, so Disney Plus, very useful, Mike. Star Wars, Obi-Wan, what are you thinking? I want to see a little bit more of uh, Ian McGregor as. Yeah. Obi-Wan and find out what the hell he was doing instead of teaching Luke in the ways of the force which is what he should have been doing. Yeah. Yeah, or wa- falling down. I want to know what happened to him that he aged 50 years in 18 years. I mean, that's- <laughs> I think it was the bridge on the River Kwai. That's yeah. that's what it was. Right. Um yeah, Alec yeah, how did you go from being sexy Ian McGregor to right, right. Uh, gross let's, let's Alec? Say, let's, um, say, let's say grizzled yeah. veteran Sir yeah. Alec Guinness. Dude, that desert will age you, man. I hey, get, there's nothing else to do. I, I think he old. started. He picked up smoking too, so he, oh. you know, that always. You know. you know the sand people, man. Those Tuscan Raiders, they got the good weed. Yeah, well, that's uh, what it I is. believe in Star Wars land, uh, they call it spice. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Sp- or no, he was smoking. He took up death sticks. So you know, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you don't want to. Smoke. No, dust, you don't want to sell me George, dust you're not a big Star Wars guy, but I got to ask you. Yeah, yeah. You were out and about in Sheepshead Bay making the scene. 1977. This little movie called Star Wars comes out. Yeah. What happens? You go see it. You take a girl. You make some time uh, in the movie theater. Like I said, I've I've known of it. I've seen it on. Uh, is that with um, Harrison Ford? Yeah. Oh, I see. That's the <laughs> the hairy guy, the Chewbacca. Yes. Harrison Ford. Chewbacca. Get off my plane. Yeah. That stuff is, is a Chewbacca. That's all I want. Listen, I am a major movie buff, but for whatever reason, I never fully embraced the Star Wars saga, if you will, back then. Mm, yeah. And I want to catch up. Well, I that, caught on to Spider-Man and Sandman sure. and Jessica Alba. I caught on to that, but I just never caught on to. <laughs> and obviously, Jessica Alba that went by, by the way, too. if Stephanie Germanata... Uh, was casted in a Star Wars movie, then I'd see it how many times? It's not illogical. It's very yeah. possible. That that's, what we, that's what the world needs. Star Wars, whatever, 11 or 12, starring Lady Gaga, that's Stephanie actually, Yeah, this, everyone's clamoring for that. This is something you have of, in common. Hey, listen, there's nothing she can't do. This is this something is you true. have in common with Muhammad here. So, so Mo and I have actually been to the movies together yeah. to watch Star Wars. I, I, we were in college. 
All right, it was post college at this time. It's like say like ninety six or so, and ahead of this prequel trilogy that was going to come out, they're like, "Hey, we're going to re release all of the original movies in the theater, but they're going to be the special editions." I said, "Mo, I can't believe you made it to this age, whatever it was at that time, twenty four, yeah. twenty five, and you've never seen a Star Wars movie. We're going to go see the first one. That's going to hook you." I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I, I want right. to listen. So, Mo, got, Mo, listen, I'm, I'm gonna, a seasoned pop movie culture buff. So I'm right gonna, there. I'm gonna, th I'm gonna throw it out to folks. Mo. Wait, wait, folks. Folks need to know this. I, I am not only a seasoned movie they buff, but know. my tastes are very eclectic. I am somebody that really, very, very. like he, for, he can range all the way from A Star Is Born to the A Star Is Born Extended Edition <laughs> and everything right, in exactly. between. No, I'm saying I watch old Bro, school movies, the vanishing? old school movies, like black Titanic. and whites, yeah, gotcha. Rock Hudson, the westerns. I watch, uh, you know, monster movies, you know, King Kong and Godzilla, and and, and uh, cinema masterpieces. I, I appreciate everything. I just never got into the whole uh, story and the 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 genre genre of Star Wars. I'm sorry, I never did, but I missed something because I respect you guys. If you guys are fascinated with it, then I'm missing something. Mo, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Now that we know about George's eclectic movie uh, watching habits, why don't you tell me number one what happened when we watched that first Star Wars? Uh, which is now colloquially known as a new hope, but it's Star Wars. Right. And, thank you, Mike. And then, and then, any subsequent experiences you've had with Star Wars since then, Mo? Take it away. So, unlike our our uh, voyage to to the Met, I didn't have a uh, an appendix burst, so it was a positive experience. Oh my god! Compared to that, <laughs> <laughs> but I think about fifteen or twenty minutes in, I was uh, sound asleep. And snoring. Yeah, that was so. Right, thankfully, you uh, right yeah, right you when me. the droids yeah. hit Tatooine uh, in the escape pod, I, I said this could yeah. be happening right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was. However, since then, yeah, uh, United has has uh, extended every single Star Wars ever into their movie catalog. Okay, and so I've been I've been traveling back and forth quite a bit uh, uh, to Pennsylvania over the last couple of months. Of course, and I've seen them almost all of them. And did so you watch them in a ra in a random order? Like how did you like? Very very no, actually, I saw. Um, here we go. Bah, bah, bah. Shoot. Started with episode <laughs> Return, seven. <laughs> I saw Return of the Jedi. Well, I saw the first three in order. Okay. Right? Good. So I saw those, right? And then the other ones peppered. I did not see Solo, only because I think everybody just said it was the worst movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have to miss one, that would be the one. I would recommend Rogue One. It's also a standalone, but uh, I found it to be very yeah. enjoyable. Um, all right, so that's good news, and that is news. Yeah, to me. that's new news I'm to caught me. up. All right, nice. Yeah. Now, are all the machine guys like CP3O and R2D2? <laughs> yes, they were. Were they always casted in all the movies? So they were casted. Uh, <laughs> and what was the movie with John Candy? R2D2 actually. That's Spaceballs. Two Skywalkers. That's Spaceballs. So it was a spoof oh, on it. A spoof. A spoof, yes. A spoof, yes. A spoof. It was a spoof, a spoof on it. Yes. Are we sure we want to give him another beer? Our fans, our fans are soaked the right comments. now. They're just so <laughs> Oh, this is amazing. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that was Mel Brooks. We love Mel. He makes oh, fun of everybody. Spaceballs, Spaceballs, 1987 was uh, notable in this sense. It was the I was in sixth grade on the last day of school. 
it was the first movie I was allowed to go to the movie theaters by myself oh. to see uh, with Dark Helmet. But so yeah, that was uh, I'll call it a Star Wars. Spin-off. You actually went with Dark no. Dark Helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. The late John Candy. <laughs> We got Qui Gon here, uh, Anthony Riccardi. <laughs> oh, Anthony Riccardi wants to talk football. Okay, uh, we're gonna get to that in yeah. a second. Anthony, I won't forget you. Listen up for about yeah, the yeah, but listen. He says he misses Qui Gon. Just saying, he's not wrong. Liam Neeson had a great role in that first episode one, and then unfortunately he was cut short. Quite literally. Liam Neeson is awesome. All right, Chris Hill. Chris Hill, once mistaken by our very own Gio Setti for a rib delivery person, Chris Hill wants to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wants to know. Hey, Chris, I love you, buddy. Has Setti washed that jersey since the last podcast? George, why don't you go ahead and tell him? Right, guys, guys, look, we're going to talk Super Bowl. I'm still, the Ram blood is, is flowing. I'm going to wear my, my Cooper Cup jersey. I have 17 other jerseys Koopa. at home. But I, I got to live the values of this year because next year, by, by the way, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to talk Ram football. We're going to talk Niners and Kansas City and Super Bowl. But that's the answer. I do uh, launder, for lack of a better word. Right. Right? Well, I thought you were going to say, for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Plenty of words tonight. <laughs> what other word would there be? For lack of my making up a word. <laughs> no, but when I wash my jerseys, no, when I wash my jerseys because they got to be form fitting, I never put them in a the dryer. So they're washed or laundered, hung, and then hung to, to cold dry. You're doing it right. Yeah, Mike, you wanted to say something. Yeah, we're a little too close to Passover to be talking about Ram's blood spelling, so <laughs> let's not do that. Wait, what? Okay. It's January. No, it's Passover. Passover. It's too close to... to uh, well, what I'm trying to say, when you're, when you're a genuine... It's coming. When you're a genuine, passionate fan, even when your team expires for the season... It's flowing, baby, in the arms, man. It's, it's actually you're bleeding right now. I there, know, there we go. Amazing. Okay, all right. Let's, actually, it's a perfect segue from Star Wars to the Super Bowl. Oh, hey, yeah. forget about it. All right, listen. We got the team from the AFC that probably people had as their number two. If you had the Ravens as number one, you probably had the Chiefs as your number two. I did predict the Chiefs on this very program about nine weeks ago, and I'm happy to see them there. Okay, I thought Mahomes was robbed by the refs last year against the Patriots. I'm sorry, the Cheatriots. So he's back where he belongs right now. <laughs> the Cheatriots. He's out of his mind. He's spotting people 21 points, 17 points, do whatever, he, and he's just coming back. That's your AFC, right? Now you got the NFC. Very, very strong team in San Francisco. And it's actually your Rams had a tough spot this year because you had San Francisco and you had the Seahawks. That's a strong division. So you probably have seen more San Francisco football than nearly anyone outside of the Bay Area. That's so definitive. So before we, we, we go to anyone else, Gio George Setti, yeah. Giorgio to some, Yes. prognosticator at PassTheLine.com, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you think is going to happen in this Super Bowl this coming Sunday? Okay, uh, folks, first things first, as much as I bleed Rams, uh, I'm humbled to realize Again. that this year, 2019, he cuts the throat. The very best, the, the coincidence here. What's the coincidence? The very best two teams, all due respect to the Ravens, because I, I really don't believe in their quarterback as much, but coincidentally. The- the best yes, two teams in the NFL yeah. have made it to the Super Bowl, winning their conference so, championship. So this is what it should be. Correct. So to to give you a pre- – by the way, a shout-out, I have to say this, because one of the things I'm sensitive about, when the Rams were in the Super Bowl last year, 
It was the first time the Rams won the Super Bowl since my daughter Sammy was born. I waited 18 years for them to get back there. Right, because Sammy was born in 2000, they were there in 2001 from the 2000 season. Correct. And uh, so I know the feeling. So a shout out to two Niner passionate guys, Anthony Riccardi and my buddy Jeff from the gym. Anthony, we just saw him in Absolutely. the comments. He's they are genuine right? 49er fans. Are they so, front runners? No, no, they they're passionate, good or bad. Okay. When they were stinking up the the, the league for a couple of years after the cabinet saga, right. the cabinet saga, right. they stood loyal. But, but I was going to say they haven't had to wait as long as you've had. Correct. Because, correct. Because under Kaepernick, uh, they, they were just in the Super Bowl. What is that? Six, seven years. And they relished through Steve Young and Montana because oh. you know they're not spring chickens. They're not as old as I am, but they're, they're you know they've seen their share of championships. Yeah, and they're a little long in the tooth, and they've seen championships. So a shout out to Jeff and Anthony. Mm -hmm. God bless you guys. You deserve to be there. Now my prediction of the game please that's okay? what we're here yeah for. yeah here's the thing and i really mean this and i'm i'm sort of good at this stuff you know so you, you got to take it for what pay it's attention worth. guys time all to right. reverse the pick all right Ash, I this stuff. all right i am i am i do listen because i'm seasoned I've, I've got millions of hours of watching the nfl i'm seasoned anyway the 49ers fundamentally in the trenches and in many capacities, are the more complete, better team. Mm -hmm. So in theory, the 49ers not only have a greater potential to outplay the Kansas City Chiefs, uh -huh. and they could very well do that and perform to their best. But in this specific matchup, there's two wild cards. Which are? Okay. I think the 49ers are bigger, stronger. Tough running game. Wonderful running game in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yep, relentless on defense, which is where the game is played. In and, and I watched them uh, uniquely. They're unrelenting. Yeah. So, gentlemen, the last thing I'll say, but even though the 49ers have them outmanned in the trenches, right? The three wild cards are Andy Reid. <laughs> a minute ago, there were two wild cards. Yeah, there's one more. <laughs> I, I had to recalculate the mind. Andy Reid. Okay. So a coaching, not only a coaching advantage. All due respect to the 49ers, young guy, he's pretty good, but my, my Shanahan, Andy Reid is one of the NFL's uh, ambassadors. Mike Shanahan is back? No, not Mike Shanahan, uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Thank you. Okay, okay. But, like, whoa. So <laughs> from, a, from a head coaching perspective. Is there a more seasoned coach that hasn't won a Super Bowl yet? No. Then there you go. So Andy Reid, and good guy, lost his son, family man, uh, a lot of people are rooting for him. So karma's on the Chiefs' side. Wild card number one. One, yes. What's number two? Number two, the intangible of speed. They are faster. Timeout. Okay. All in all, with all due respect to the backs that the 49ers have, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and the speed they have at wide receiver is, is almost uncoverable. So if the 49ers have the strength and power... And the and the Chiefs have the speed. Your estimation, millions of hours watched. What triumphs? Speed over strength, strength over speed. Which it, one? It, it all depends. The fact that it's in Miami. Yeah. The weather, weather could be an element. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's the, not really, but okay. It may get a spring shower or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, the number one wild card, okay, the most it. influential is Patrick Mahomes. Well, because uh, think about this. If they put a lot of pressure on him, which they probably will. Just right. take it outside the pocket and run. Yeah. He is almost undefendable. Yeah. Now, I said this to some Ram fans recently, and it was hard for me to say this. Wow. 
I would never trade Jared Goff for anybody in the NFL. He's my quarterback for the next 15 years. In Goff but, we trust. In Goff we trust. But the only other player, only quarterback, young, young or old in the NFL, that I would take over Goff, if I had the ability to switch, would be Mahomes. And that's only Mahomes. So you would take, if you could take a player, you would take the reigning MVP. Yeah, but okay. I, I just like I like what makes him who he is. He's got the enthusiasm. He has tremendous tools. He's somebody that is a is he adds so much of a positive element to the game. He's going to be a great player, Barry. Right. So anyway, final prediction. Go. Forty nine is this game is going to be a fourth quarter game. Yeah. I just think that Patrick they're, Mahomes... Mean, meaning they're going to play all four quarters no, this game. No, in the fourth, yeah. it's going to be a one... All the way through. Time out. It's going well, to be a one... It's going to be a oh, one-score game going out. into the fourth quarter. Okay, and then... And the difference maker is going to be, A, the advantage of coaching with Andy Reid... Okay. ...and Patrick Mahomes. And speed. So, yes. No, no, not even the speed. Mm-hmm. Late Ow. in the game, I'm going to say that Kansas City pulls it out. Okay. 24-23. Can I just? Wow. Can I, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to yeah. give you a chance to just restate that. And here's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I want you to think back to the legendary Monday night game between the Chiefs and Rams last year, where they they just scored an unbelievable Chris, amount of points. And, and Goff outplayed Mahomes that night. But go ahead. I mean, but he didn't. He didn't pull out the win. However, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. But. But you think only 24-23? Yeah, because I respect the 49ers' defense tremendously. I think that the 49ers will lead in this game. Uh-huh. And then coaching and Patrick Mahomes will persevere late. So I'm, I'm envisioning. So you see and if I'm crazy. You see 23-17 going into the fourth quarter. 23-17, five and a half minutes to go. And Mahomes pulls a rabbit out of the hat, scores a big touchdown. Shocks the world, 24-23 lead. The 49ers and Jimmy uh, Garoppolo yeah. put one last you think, march. You think he could win with seven pass attempts in the Super Bowl? No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You can't. So that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So coaching is a major factor here. It really is. Yeah. So remember, Phil, Anthony, Jeff, 49er fans, you guys have a wonderful team, and you are better in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But they don't have Patrick Mahomes. No. So I think between him and Andy Reid, they're going to be the difference. And albeit, I'm only talking about a one-point win. Yeah. Uh, I was eight, eight pass attempts. Oh. Eight pass attempts. I just wanted to be accurate Thank here. You, mate. What's, the, what's the spread right now? Yeah, what is the spread? It's only one. Yeah, so it's one. actually the, the one. So that way you're predicting a push. Absolutely. Wow. A push. <laughs> Absolutely. No hedging. Uh, no defensive scores. Okay. Uh, 49ers won't run the ball as much as they did. They will put the ball into Garoppolo's hands a little. He's going to have to throw. He will okay. make some throws, but I'm he's going to be out. I'm going to come in. I'm going to tell you Oh, why. we do have to talk about uh, Super Bowl Nation after the other guys give their predictions. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. What you just delivered yeah. is what people are here for, my friend. Okay. You've been on this program, I think, three times before, or two. Three, no, it's my fourth appearance. Oh, so you've been. And on, I'm so delighted you, so to be back. I would love to. We're delighted to have you, and Mike is especially delighted. But here's I the am. Thing. You've been here three times before. Okay, you haven't even talked about your site where you're touting sports and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm a writer for Pastor Wire. Most people know that. You could visit PastorWire.com. Most read. people know. Mike, do you think your boys know that? You, you can read my columns. Uh, I don't think most people know that. I okay. do statistical analysis, handicapping, and pedigree. Uh, and the website is PastorWire.com. Geo Setti. You could read my profile. And for those who need to actually type that in, it's PastorWire.com. Yeah, it's the monkey bread. Past P A S T the Wire.com. 
visit my bio and uh, you know, I'll see that's you at the Kentucky Derby. It's beautiful. Now, normally at this time, I would turn it to the second most knowledgeable NFL person I know who also happens to be in this program, and it's our host, Mighty Mo Youssef. But before we do that, Mike, I want to know, what's your <laughs> feedback on George's analysis right here? He's certainly passionate. I, I love that about you, Gio. You are certainly passionate. Um, I'm one of those guys who I watch one football game a year, and this, this year, Sunday? not even. Oh. This year, we're uh, actually, Ming and I are um, doing a... Uh, a live show. We are podcasting we are? during the Super no. Bowl the Super while the game is going on. At not here. What? No, at the House of Independence. Oh, in Asbury Park. It's right? a yeah, super right. duper bowl too. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we call that counter programming in the industry. Well, right? we'll we will have the the Super Bowl. We'll okay. be on the background. The game will be projected behind us yes. as we podcast. Wow, it's, a, it's kind of a two for one deal. That's awesome. Yeah. man. I am the actual. I'm the uh, the ref. Mike is the referee. <laughs> I'm reffing. Are you guys going to be not? You're going to be fair and just. I'm Can sure. I come and cook for you guys? That, well, they, we do need food because they, they, they lost their food sponsor this year. Who? They called the Shots Podcast. Call the Shots we actually podcast. do need food. So, All right, let's for let's, anybody let's out let's there. Let's uh, our buddy Billy Ellsworth up the street here at Cluck. Oh, Uber. shoot. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, actually. I mean, it's a Super Bowl, so wings might be in order. Uh, all right, listen. That's cool. Very good, awesome. Very entertaining. Uh, Mo, talk to me a little bit about what you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl. All right. I, uh, before I get to that, Willie Penna just predicted 31-24 Chiefs. Okay. So right now it looks like the Chiefs are getting most of the votes. Bill Penna's um, almost with me. Okay. And you so remember, here's, we, here's we, how we, I we hung out with Willie. I know him very well. Uh, I was going to say, because yeah. we were all in the Texas two-step together. Texas two-step. Uh, circa 1999 or 2000? It was late. No, no, it was way after that. No, I two thousand ten, two thousand seven. Close, close. It was. I thought. It, I thought it was May of two thousand eight. But I'm going to defer to Mo here. Uh, it was his wedding. You would know. Or eight. Uh, actually, so Todd, let me ask you because you are still married. What was your wedding date, my friend? That was in. That was in two thousand eight. Okay, yeah. so we're, so we're going to stick with John's memories, not Mo's on this the one. Texas two step. Mo, get to the football. Right. Go for it. All right. So here's the way I break it down. Uh, on the 49ers side, they really, really shored up their offensive line, so there are no holes there. Uh, friend of the program and uh, and Notre Dame alum, Mike McGlinchey, oh, first-round yeah. pick, uh, playing right tackle. Uh, they've got a solid, solid offensive line. And what's funny is Garoppolo was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. This is uh, he was traded from the Patriots to the uh, to the 49ers for basically nothing. Yeah, because right? Tom Brady doesn't right. like having an heir apparent behind him. Exactly, exactly. So um, the Patriots would have been set for another 15 years, but now that'll be the fortune for the 49ers. Um, George mentioned it. I mean, they've got a they've got a, a lights out defense, and Sherman is the uh, is the anchor on that defense. And um, but you know what you you get exactly they're very very predictable. And Sherman, right? by so the way, though, hold on, he, yeah. he, he took a particular pleasure yeah. in, in in beating Seattle Seahawks. He sure did. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah. And and he's uh, he he's got this major chip on his shoulder. You know, he wants to be known as the greatest cover corner of all time. 
Sort sort of what what uh, Revis. Well, if, uh, if, if Revis was for about a five year stretch, if he would have had a longer yeah. career, he'd be in the conversation. You know, Champ Bailey's mm-hmm. in that conversation. Dion's in that conversation. How about the guy that played yeah. twenty two seasons, Charles Woodson? You know, so there's a lot of yeah. people there. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got a Michigan alum. Okay, Ming, there you go. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, but but yeah. So you have Woodson, and and you know what? To be honest, I think Sherman Sherman does belong there. And and the thing is, is that you know if they throw to him. The game will be tight, but I, I think that just Kansas City is just way too powerful this year. I think I called it. I think uh, I made a mistake in calling the Bears. I thought they were better than they were, but I was. I think I was spot on with uh, with the Chiefs and and what I what I saw from them. You Not know, some, them, somebody but... once said about the Bears, they are who we thought they were. But I guess <laughs> I, I, the, the late Denny Green. But I guess in most cases it wasn't yeah. the case. Hold, before we before we hear that last part, Mo, so our good friend Stu Greenberg, who has the Wonder Twins with him tonight, he had a prior obligation. He wasn't going to be able to tune in. Well, what do you know? He has tuned in. But he just said, I absolutely do not did not know that. So, Stu, I'm going to ask you, go ahead, comment again. We don't know what you're referring to that you didn't know. But, Mo, <laughs> go ahead. So, you, so you're not going to make the same mistake twice. Go ahead, Mo. So, um, Kansas City doesn't have the defense uh, to to stop the 49ers. So, so it's going to be a high scoring game. Take the over, okay. certainly. And uh, and what I predict is that it's going to be 43 uh, 34. Holy Chiefs. cow! Yeah. Wow, I think a lot of points. If you think about it. That's that's going to make up for the last Super Bowl that was what nine to six or whatever that score 13, was. Thirteen three, but close enough. Thirteen three, yeah. But Mo, Thank did you, you just say forty three thirty four Chiefs? Yeah. Then from your mouth to Allah's ears, because I happen to have a box with three four Chiefs. So. I hope you're right, my friend. That's going to mean big things. And, and it's a hedge because I said 24-23. It's still 4-3. Well, I would win the reverse in that case. Yeah, well, your reverse hedge. <laughs> <laughs> reverse hedge. And, and I can't wait to talk about noshing. And there'll be plenty of that. At We're going to talk about food, too. But, right. uh, Listen, I- you, you, you said what well, you always want to go with. Friend of the program, Athena, saying, always take the Greek quarterback. So I guess she's going, ah. she's going with Garoppolo over my hopes. <laughs> yeah. All right, Todd, give us the thoughts. What are people thinking out in Chicago? What are your thoughts? I do remember this. When George was talking about the 49ers dynasty under the consecutive stewardship of, of – <clears throat> Uh, Joe Montana and then Steve Young. Well, then, of course, there's Bill Walsh followed by George Seifert, uh, who, who George Seifert had the all-time winningest NFL coaching percentage until he went to Carolina. But in any event, um, I do remember the special relish you took in 1991 when on the strength of five Matt Barr field goals, the Giants beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship Fifteen to thirteen. I remember how happy you were about that. But go ahead and give me your thoughts on this game, my friend. It was delightful. I know you're you're messing with me, but I will take a moment to get serious here. That's we're not going to let the passing of Eli Manning's retirement happen <laughs> without commentary. The guy's a gentleman and a hero. And you you mentioned the San Francisco 49ers. One of his all time great games was in the NFC Championship game against those guys. Took an absolute beating, kept on going, powered through. The Giants won the championship that year. Uh, just got to say thank you, Eli. 
He's uh, he's one of the greats. First ballot Hall of Famer. Now, uh, uh, maybe, before, before you get to that first ballot Hall of Famer uh, claptrap, here's what we'll just say. There's a lot of things you could say yeah. about Eli, good or bad. You just keyed on one of them. Nobody can take away this dude's toughness. He was often demolished into smithereens by his Swiss cheese offensive line. And uh, the guy always hung in there. And uh, I believe, you correct me if I'm wrong, Todd, does he own the second longest streak in history for consecutive starts only to his brother? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and that and that streak was uh, it, it would be about what nine or ten games longer than it should uh, be. Yeah. Right. Uh, he he hasn't. Yeah. He has never missed a game due to injury in the NFL across what a and, and you know. And t- playing and Todd, career, if I can add something, incredible. I think it's awesome that you uh, you paid uh, tribute and homage. respect homage to uh, to uh, to Eli Manning. Um, the one thing I've always admired about him is not only his durability. And his consistency, but a real, real good guy. You know, like it's, the league's got exactly a bunch right. of prima donnas. You've, ne- you've never heard a bad word about him Just in twenty a years. Good Not guy. only that, the more importantly, never heard a bad word about him. But more importantly than that, he has never uttered a yeah. word about any of the players no. that he plays. Alongside. And when they were guys, and he had to, Odell Beckham. And, well, <laughs> exactly. and listen, go back to the dawn of his career. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Tiki Barber. Tiki Drop Barber passes. threw this guy under the bus, Bulls. and he threw him under the bulldozer. Yeah. He threw him under the battleship. And at no point, at no, at no point, did Eli even entertain the thought of striking back. But listen, Eli's not in this Super Bowl. Let's stay focused. Yeah. Todd, give me your thoughts. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, skip through my thoughts, and what I'd love to do because uh, I love I, I don't know what I could add to the uh, pure game analysis beyond what jo- what what Gio Giorgio Setti has already given us. I'd love to take a page out of previous uh, Point Blank podcast past and tap into Mostradamus. <laughs> and if you would if you would indulge me, Mohammed, I have a list here of some prop bets. I'm looking to make a few dollars I love this. Uh, this weekend. And if we could just do a quick hit, nice. just quick run through of a handful of prop bets. I want to hear your calls. And uh, if we can get the intern, uh, John Ross Kakosa, to log these and to put $100 on each of them based on Muhammad's picks, we'll see how we do. Can we do we have point, cl- point blank podcast funds to support this? Excellent. We have a reserve in petty cash. Muhammad's yeah. just the guy to do that. All right, here we and, go, real and, quick. Go for it. First, first miss field goal or extra point kick. Is that going to go left, right, short, or hit an upright? And we've got in order plus 125, 125, <laughs> 150, or plus 750. What do you think? It's going to go short. I think they're going to be plus, desperate. Plus, they're plus gonna... 150. All right. Yeah, sure. That's good. All right. Which will be higher? Jimmy Garoppolo's rushing yards or total completed rounds in McGregor's next UFC fight? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that's great. McGregor's plus 150. Garoppolo was minus 200. Go Garoppolo. Garoppolo. He's going with Garoppolo's rushing yards. Super Bowl. Right. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, which will be higher? Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns. The number of passing touchdowns Let's from Patrick, Patrick Mahomes or... The number of awards for the Joker movie in the Oscars. Ooh, Joker. Joker you think three. Joker's going to be yeah. higher? Yeah. Wow. Higher than Holmes yeah. passing touchdown. I, I think Joker's going to get shut out, personally. But okay, that's Mo. He's Mostradamus for you. Go ahead. Well, we'll the see. Plus one. All right. This one's for John. Who will be higher? Or Sorry, which will be higher? Uh, what's Method his Man. Kittle. Oh. Uh, what's his, what's Kittle's first name? George? No. Yeah. Yes, it is George. Greg. George Kittle. Greg. Kittle. Greg. 
George, whatever. Kittle and Travis Kelsey's receiving yards. Okay. Or St. John's Georgetown total points. Oof. Not even a question. It's St. John's Georgetown. Classic Big East matchup. And uh, they're probably going to score 71 to 65. So uh, so that's 136. Ooh, you're right. That is yeah. close. That, yeah. is, a, that is an amazing Wow. Nine, Who comes up with that? That's a crazy nine prop. Who comes up with this? It's <laughs> like right on a number. All right. Well, I already said it. I'll stick with it. I'm St. John's. Todd, you're Georgetown. Let's go with that. Go for it. I love it. All right, Mohammed, uh, are we going to have fireworks heard right after the bombs bursting in air in the in the uh, anthem? <laughs> no is no is minus two sixty. Yes is plus one seventy five. We'll go no. No, all right, wow, locked. Okay, yeah. Next up, will Joe Montana be at the game and shown on the broadcast? Yes, minus four hundred. No, plus two fifty. Uh, yes. That's a, that's yes, a, that's a lock, lock, man. That's a lock. 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 lock it. Imagine right. you know Joe Montana and you know he's going to be. It's a hedge. You're going to make money for free. Good point. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, Mo, I know you're a religious man. Will a John 316 banner be shown? Minus 500 <laughs> on the no. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go no. <laughs> no one no. All right. But, but, but in that. a twist, in a twist, a stone cold 316 banner will <laughs> yeah, appear. Yes, that's of it. course. <laughs> right. Who will, uh, uh, where we go here? All right. So let's see. Will uh, will President Trump tweet during the game? We've got no at minus one twenty and yes at minus one twenty. It's a human that lock. That's lock. a human lock. All yes. Right. <laughs> Move along. Uh, what will be the largest wager? This is an actual bet you can place at BetOnline.ag. What will be the largest wager by Floyd Mayweather? Under a million dollars minus four fifty. Over a million plus two seventy five. No, nah, he'll go minus a million. Believe it or not, he's a little. Uh, the guy's name is Money Mayweather. He's a little more shrewd with his money than you think he is. Well, you know what he does? You know how he's made so much money? He bets on himself bets to win right. all the time. Always, always, and like DJ, and like Khaled, DJ Khaled, Khaled, all he ever does is win, 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 no matter what. Is there a prop bet with Shakira or J Lo? I want to know that. Oh, we're getting to those. We're, we're saving those. By the way, the, the, the Super Bowl is going to be uh, missing. All right, Todd, give, give, give us give us your last four prop bets, yeah. and let's run through those real quick. You got it. This is a favorite. What's the color of the liquid that will be poured on the on the winning head coach? Purple, red, uh, lime green, clear, orange, or blue? We got. Oh, it's got. If both teams are red. We got to go red. Going red or pink? That's a plus two seventy five. All right, love it. Yeah. Okay, real quick. The last set is uh, is halftime show related. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? No. Is minus well, twenty five hundred? So. Yes. Is plus a thousand? No way. No way. No that's way. been Sorry. done. They they'll think of something else. Been there, done that. Will J Lo show butt cleavage? Yeah, yes or no? <laughs> Minus two hundred. Mike, yeah, ju- Mike that, just said. Wait, that is a prop bet. That's a real that prop. Is, Mike says that right that's a lock as well. A lock. I don't think A Rod would allow that. You know. It, yes, uh, he would. No, he would. It may uh, sneak out, but that's some lock. lock she's, she Bro, wants that's attention. A, hold on. Lock. I want to get Mo on the record. He's saying. Yes, sir. It is a lock. Wow. Okay. Okay. The last two very important. Two more. <laughs> this is an actual bet. BetOnline.ag, uh, not a sponsor. You can go there right now. Who will show cleavage during the performance? Now I've got four bets. Andy Bo- Reid. Both of them. <laughs> J-Lo only. Mo, that was good. <laughs> Andy Reid. No, J-Lo <laughs> only. Shakira only. Both of them or neither. 
Mm. Ooh, well, Shakira has really small ones, but I think she definitely wants to show them off. And and J Lo will always. I've never seen her not do that. Both. So we'll go. We'll go both. So we've both just become we've just become that podcast. Okay. I love, uh, and the last one. Taking it one no, step but, but further, it should be a, there, there is should be literally a, side a prop bet. bet on whether either one of them will have side boob. Getting real specific, Whoa. no minus Whoa. 180, yes plus 140. J-Lo, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Side yeah. boob? Yeah. 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 Side Do you know what it is? You've heard of J-Lo, yeah. Wait, wait, that depends on their undergarment. They have wires underneath their Thanks uh, for explaining. Yes, that's true. By the way, George, your good friend Tony DeLariva just chimed in and said what's up. Right there he is, Tony DeLariva. Hey, hey there, G. Wait, what I mean, we're in there? Miami. Tony. They got to be dressed. They got to be dressed down. You know, they got to be dressed uh, light. And, yeah, so. and by the way, the, the, the halftime show should be entertaining, but it'll be nothing like. Uh, here we go. When Gaga there, put together okay. yeah. 13 and a half oh. magical. Men. By the way, I'm going to be. Did you shit, see? She was on been top one of, my of the timeouts. For you guys, how many fucking times is Gio going to mention Lady Gaga? Wait, wait. For fans of Point Blank, under six. Timeout. I will post the Pepsi halftime show. Lady Gaga just. Absolutely slated for 13 and a half minutes, and that's going to be posted tomorrow. Man, I just need to know, is there a problem with my own volume levels here, or is that just Gio's That's just, now just hey, Thank you, Ming. Look at that. She was, and she didn't even it's break beautiful. a sweat. We should she break even... into the podcast and actually play the entire halftime show right now. Todd, she didn't even break a sweat. She jumped from the roof. She George. was rolling the roof. She, yeah. she was patriotic. You think was... he doesn't have every fucking second of that committed to memory, John? He's got half of it. How dare you, you're, sir? I don't need to tell I, How dare you? You are right. All right, guys, we're gonna move on here. Okay. No. We ha we have. Thank to, you, Ming. That's what the to, show needed. We're cutting segments left and right. We're, you guys, I feel like that's out. That's out. I feel bad that's for out. for our that's friends. Out. Uh, we've we've seen Nick. We've seen Pat. We've seen Athena. We've seen Stu. We've seen Susie. Is Ricardi still on the line? Uh, I can't. I can't. No. I, I don't know if he is. He tapped out. <laughs> But what I know is important, this. Important, uh, important comment. Gaga reference. Everyone drink. Everyone playing at home. Here you go. Drink. You hey. You drink. But I want to get to top three, guys. Okay. Oh. In the history of top three. In the, in the history of top three. We've never had one with less, um, with less oh. unique votes. So in the history of top three, we've had things where there's been 70 different answers 50, 20. Today, there were only 13 different answers because for top three today, in honor or inspired by the recently departed Kobe Bryant, we went with top three NBA players of all time. Now, we put that out on John's Facebook. That was on Point Blank's Facebook. That was in the Essential Guy Talk group. That was in a few other groups. We got a total of... 360 votes, Whoa. but those 360 votes only covered 13 individual players. Amazing. So here's what we have to do. And, and, and Gio, I'm being real right here. Yeah. You're going to give us your top three, and we're just going to keep it moving. We're, we can't, we're not going to get How about just a quick comment? I can't elaborate, but. I, no. I think How about no? Just, let's go. Top three. I, I think the length 
that you just gave, that's it. That's it. Okay, you so, got it. Player, sentence, player, sentence, player, sentence. I could do that. Since you're our guest, we're going to be polite. We're going to start with you. Your top three, go. All right. Uh, by the way, again, Johnny, I'm delighted to be uh, here. Okay. Have me over as oh, well. Oh, here we go. Right. Uh, Jesus. Top three. How does Lady Gaga fit into that? Top three. <laughs> top three. <laughs> top three NBA players of all time. Go. My third choice. Yes. Bill Russell. Okay. Five... NBA MVPs, more championships than anybody ever won in professional sports. Including eight and eleven years. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. He did play in an era. He did play in an era with a lot of skinny CPAs, but he was a winner. He was a winner. An MVP and a fabulous basketball player. He's right. my third choice. Gio, yeah. you just used up every other... I'm talking about the other two. Yeah, all, all four... All right. I got to go with Mike on this no, no, You, you went all four... You, he said, name the player, then one sentence. You're name right. the player, then one sentence. Used all four sentences. I, you used one of Ming's. I'll concentrate now. I'll concentrate. <laughs> Look, the audience doesn't mind the elaboration. They right. do when it's 4 o'clock in the Num- morning. Number two. Number two. The Birdman. Larry Bird. Wow. Uh, absolute fabulous team player. Ridiculous shooter. Intangibles up the roof. Keep it moving. Championship Keep player. Wonderful player. Second best all time. Keep it moving. I thought he was and the number, one, the number one player in the history of the NBA, which should be... Jeremy Lin? <laughs> Lin Sanity, everybody. Sorry, sorry Ming. I didn't Johnny mean to your answer. Right. Okay. Good. You got me, Dad. <laughs> Call yourself together, man. Yes, Let's come on. All right. It's MJ, Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh, how about that one tibbet on Michael Jordan that many people don't tibbet. realize? What the hell's it? a tibbet? They need uh, to be... Tibbet. One they, tibbet. They need to be refreshed. The man... Won three NBA championships, had his dad murdered. He came back after a small, quick stint trying to play Major League Baseball, which he struck out. Wait a minute, did he have his dad murdered? No. (laughs) What the hell? I don't think so. No, his dad. That's a hell of a thing to drop on. Time out. Little known. Unless you have some facts to back that up. I proof. No, hold on. We got a plug for the True Crime Podcast hosted by George Seddon. Wait a minute. So three NBA championships. Right. Wonderful scorer, wonderful defensive player. His father is murdered. He comes back. After a brief stint in minor league baseball, White Sox. Birmingham Barons. Yeah. To win three more NBA championships. That is unprecedented, ridiculous, top player in the NBA. You've heard of a triple-double. He had a double-triple, two different three-peats. The and best it's player. True. It and, was unprecedented. By the way, if that guy is not in everybody's top <laughs> three. No Barack Obama. No Andrew Jackson. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No old Hickory himself. And whether they were skinny CPAs or no good Grover athletic Cleveland. guys, he, he, listen, right. he's not in everybody's top three. The person is ignorant. I would right. say he's right. in everyone's top three, but he's not everyone's number one. Okay. Ming, we have to skip you. George just completely no, blew uh, your time. No, out. Ming. Yeah. Todd, 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 give us your top three, buddy. Go for it. And try to right. do what George couldn't do. Go for it. I'll be quick. I'll be even more concise. I can give you my, my top three in seven letters. Oh. That's all I need. See if you can guess him. Okay. MJ? Dr. J. Ooh. No, that's a good guess, though. Oh. I'll, give you, I'll give you a clue that one of them the, 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 one of them on there is not a top NBA player, but one of my is my one of my favorite NBA players. Big difference. I had to hedge. 
So it's not the Dr. J's hot hands that we got when we were in eighth grade, right? To help us uh, handle the ball oh, better. That was great. Oh, those were great. No, go those for it. Great. All right, go real quick. It. So yeah. uh, number one is is MJ for all the reasons George George already has uh, yep. alluded to. He's uh, he's got to get there, and that's it. Uh, and and then uh, three on the list is the oak tree. Oh, the letters are O A K. So. Not one of the not not you know not the, one of the best players of all time, but maybe one of the best defensive player all, of oh, all well, that, time. That can't be and, argued. And absolutely one of the best mink coat and clock yep. ring wearing players of yes, all time. Yes, for sure. Uh, as as John and I can attest to in in outside the the Knicks locker room in about 1996 or so. Yeah, maybe a little uh, earlier, yeah. I love the oak tree. I'm a huge Knicks fan, and he was one of the best of all time. And then and then number two behind uh, MJ, I have is AI. I was just saying, you only got two letters Ooh. left. But AI, you have a uh, personal Iverson, connection. Um, you have a personal connection. Personal connection. He lived next door to me. He was a quasi quasi friend during my years at Georgetown, and uh, he, the was, he was un, he was absolutely unrelenting, relentless uh, on the court. He couldn't you, you couldn't stop him. And for his size, he's probably about an inch shorter than I was, despite no being more than that, more than that, six three. Uh, he was just you know faster and tougher than anyone out there. He was and, uh, a tough little guy. He took a beating because he didn't just stay outside and shoot. He drove to the hole where the big monsters could just beat the hell out of him. And you know what? He he, he did great things. Of course, after earning $147 million during his career, he is completely broke. flat broke right He's now. He's a compulsive gambler. Well, there you go. Yeah. So well, after he hits on all the uh, Mostradamus picks, he'll be all right. Though. Yeah. All right. So first of all, great, great list there, Todd, and definitely outside the norm. Mo, let's swing it over to you, buddy. Give us your top three NBA players of all time. Go ahead. All right. Number one is MJ. Yep. Got to be like Mike. Number two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ooh, oh, changed you, the game the, forever. You went with the Muslim name. Okay, go ahead. They, they, he actually wasn't allowed to dunk in college because they changed the rules. That's how dominant he was. And number Dominate. three. Larry Bird. The Hick from right, French man. Lick. Wow. The Hick from French Lick. Yep. Listen, you got to give props. The, the man literally could do it all. Everything. Whatever could be done in a court, he could do it. Score inside, score outside. Nobody could shoot as well as he could. When, pass, when they asked pass, who were you most scared defend. of, it was Larry Bird. Oh, and he was tough, too. And you know what? As tremendous as his career was, it actually wound up being shortened by a back injury. He could have right. had an even longer, greater career with more accolades heaped upon him. Great pick, Mo. All right, we're going to bring it And he got his own video game. Let's just let's not gloss over that. Well, but he, sure, he shared it with Jordan. Sure, but still. Yeah, yeah. Still, he got his own video game. What, what more can you ask for? That's it, man. All right, we're going to bring it to the studio to somebody that not a lot of people know. He's a huge NBA fan. It's our very own Mike. That's Zapsic. true. Oh All right, Mike. There we go. go. Uh, I'm going to go with number three is Daryl Dawkins, the chocolate thunder Ooh. himself. Oh. I, a and, size, size 22 shoe. And I have a personal connection with him uh, back in back when I used to drink. Um, back in the drinking days. You guys uh, got I, drunk together? Yeah, we were hanging out together. You guys together. got fucked up, yes, right? Yes, sir. A bunch lit. of times. And, a uh, bunch I, of more than once? I actually, yeah, I used to How? hang out at Danny's Steakhouse. No. Yes, in Red did. Bank. In Red Bank. And he came over and I created a chocolate thunder dessert for him when I was uh, yeah, yeah. chefing. So, yeah. Darren what Dawkins, was, what was in the chocolate thunder? It was actually, <laughs> I made a chocolate ganache over a uh, caramel uh, devil's food cake. With a little Kahlua on top? With, or? of course, okay. some Kahlua. Of course, yeah. yeah. 
How to keep hey, the party going. Hair of the dog. Yeah, of course. Um, number th- uh, two yeah. is uh, let's go, Doctor J, Doctor Julius Irving. Ooh. All right, uh, we, we loved him. He was great, and, and he, he bridged the ABA into the NBA. He was mm-hmm. a legend in both. Great, and, and Michael Jordan has said many times the person he wanted to be. Was Dr. J. So there you go. Great and ball. oddly enough, Michael Jordan. There you, go. Uh, there you go. Not, there you not, go. Not that ad, Mike. Wow. Ming, you're up. Uh, number three, Wilt Chamberlain, everybody. Woo-hoo. The man scored 100 points in one game against the Knicks. Hard to argue. And slept with 2,000 women. 20,000. 20,000. Uh, you're off 20? by a factor 20? of 10. Oh, Michael. I'm sorry. There's, there was, I moved 20, the, I'm sorry. I moved thousand. the decimal point over. That's right. <laughs> right. Hold Is this on. how you pay your bills, too? It's like, oh, I only owe $200. Like, you should uh, take the uh, shared universe checkbook away from me. Yeah, man. I probably should. But, but don't, don't forget, he also was a huge star in uh, in uh, with with Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, in the Conan, Conan movie. Right. right, exactly. Yeah. True. Yes, that's right. But uh, yeah, a hundred points in one game—that's a feat that's never been matched by anybody else. Yeah, I don't think anybody else has ever. Actually, friend of the program, Nick Franco, put it this way again. You've heard of a triple-double? Sure. He had a single-triple. Yes. He's the only person yeah. that's ever triple, done it yeah. ever in history. Good. Yeah. And I don't think that'll ever happen again. Yeah. There's probably no chance. Kobe came close, but not close he enough. He did. Uh, number two, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Uh, I grew up a Pistons fan in the late 80s. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, during the uh, the, uh, the, the Bad, bad boys, boys era, but their biggest rival was uh, the Lakers and later the, the Bulls. But Kareem was always a guy to be feared, even in his later years. Airplane. The, the sky, yeah, airplane. Uh, he was in Game of Death with Bruce Game Lee. Game of Death. Awesome. Kareem played the character Hakeem. Yes. But yes, that's right. And uh, yeah, and with that sky hook, he was a man to be feared, even in his later years. Couldn't couldn't be equal. And 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 by the way, you, we talked about one of his, you know, acting uh, career at the beginning of his career, Game of Death. At the end of his career, he was in a movie uh, uh, with um, Billy Crystal. Uh, I believe the name of the movie is Forget Paris, and Billy in the in the movie is an NBA ref. Yeah. And in the conceit of the movie, it's Kareem's final game, and uh, Billy Crystal tees him up and throws him out. He goes, you're throwing me out in my final game? He goes, how can you do that? He goes, it's easy. Your final game just got, you know, they said, like, your retirement just came sooner. Yeah. You know, yeah. Get See out. you later. Get exactly. out. You're, you're, exactly. you're gone. So great call. And then uh, number one, I mean, who else gets a star in their own uh, movie cartoon with Bugs Bunny? Space Jam. Michael Jordan, uh, you know, part of the Toon Squad. Uh, who are you going to call when you want to say the universe? Michael Jordan, everybody. Michael Great. Jordan. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, they, they, yeah there's no doubt. Um, so far, no he's doubt. Been your number one? Yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you're number one. Todd, you're number one. Mo, you're number one. Ming, you're number one. Okay. I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a change here when I give my top three. All right. So here's my top three. My number three, um, and and it took me a long time to get to this position, um, but uh, but I've I've said it on social media many times uh, before this weekend, and I believe it. My number three is the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Okay. When I saw Michael Jordan growing up, and I saw him all too often. Um, I said, there'll never be anyone like him again. And then there was Kobe, who was like him to the nth degree. Closest we got, yeah. To to, to the nth degree. And uh, if he didn't rupture his Achilles tendon, and by the way, walk off like a boss, like he didn't even hurt him. You know, this guy could still be playing right now and may even still be alive right now if the the circumstances were different. We talked about him earlier in the program, not going to belabor it. To me, he's the third greatest I've ever seen. Uh, The will to win, you know, 
almost unequal. Number two is Will Chamberlain for the reasons that Ming mentioned. Okay, obviously I didn't get to see him play him live. There's no video footage of him scoring 100 points. But we'll take the radio broadcast word for it. And there are many videos of him sleeping with 20,000 women. <laughs> yeah, but guys, so. and, and Johnny. But yeah, Mike, Mike's personal collection but, was, but, but, houses many of them. I only have, I only have the 2,000. competition, the way they were built, well, the skinny it's, CPAs. It's, it's funny you mention it. You call it skinny PAs. Friend of the program, one of the most handsome men I know, Richard Manso, uh, said that Will played in an era against volunteer firemen. And off-season plumbers. And you know what? It's tough to argue yeah. that. <laughs> Still. Skinny CPAs. Still. Yeah. But, uh, but listen, I've played against little kids, my nephews. All right? They're one-third my size. I'm not scoring 100 points. No. Okay? Because I get winded way before that. So, uh, so in any event, uh, that's my number two. My number one is MJ. Here's what I'll say about MJ. In the early 80s, the mid-80s, they came out with a, a toy line of baseball players. Trying to capture the action figure fit craze of G.I. Joe and He-Man and Teen, and, and this was called Starting Lineup. And after a few seasons of Starting Lineup toys and baseball, they realized, we can expand this into other sports. And my parents meant so well, so well. They worked hard. They didn't make a lot of money. And for Christmas, they got me two Starting Lineup basketball players. And the two toys they got me were the two players I hated most in the world. <laughs> and I'm not shitting you here. They got me Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. The two players that consistently and constantly beat my own Knicks under the stewardship of, uh, uh, well, un un under the under the leadership of Patrick Ewing, along with Charles Oakley and the rest. And to be so, fair, the Clyde Drexler and Rex Chapman cards were n were very hard to find. Uh, uh, thank, yeah, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Todd, earlier today I, I was asked a question on Facebook Live uh, by uh, by Joe Fees, and Joe said, please give me your favorite players as a kid. And I said it was Clyde Drexler in the NBA, Will Clark in the, in the MLB, and then Barry Sanders. Well, he's obviously a little more famous, but in any event. So I, that's what I wanted. So, so but what I did is I said, I'm going to use these figures for good. And I'm going to use them as voodoo dolls. Okay, so whenever the Knicks are playing either the Rockets or the Bulls, I'm going to use it. You know how successful that was? One game I used it, Michael Jordan scored 55 points. Uh, the man is the greatest of all time. For all the reasons all of you already said, but I'm going to give you one more. He's immune to voodoo. So who knew? <laughs> I knew, but nobody else. Yeah. Now everyone knows. Let's quickly get to the fan votes we had. 360 votes cast, okay? Uh, these are people that didn't make it. For some reason, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Athena might have been the vote uh, for the Greek freak. <laughs> he got one vote. Uh, Tim, Never bet against the Greek. Tim Duncan, six. Dr. J. Uh, the big O, Oscar Robertson. Don't forget, he scored a triple-double. Nobody did that until who? Who just did it? Giannis Antetokounmpo? No, Westbrook just did it uh, uh, last year. Okay? No, that's right. Right. All right, Shaquille O'Neal picked up 12 votes. Uh, Larry Bird had 14 votes. Magic, 18. Russell, 18. We jump up to Lou Alcindor. I'm sorry, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got 30. Kobe, just outside the top three. So the Point Blank fans, viewers, listeners, 360 votes cast. He came in fourth place with 36 votes. Third place, 42 votes. Will Chamberlain. Second place with 60 votes. Now, this is weird. There's one, two, three, four, five, six of us. That's None. three votes each. No Eight, LeBron. 18 total votes. None? 
Not one of us said LeBron. Le- said LeBron. He I came can't. in second place with wow. 60 votes. I don't know if the guy's just so unlikable. No. LeBron was my fourth choice. Honorable mention, it would have been. Okay, well, he came in second place. That's, in the that's shocking. I mean, it's, it's, I'm more shocked that yeah. not one of us even mentioned him in third place. Because we, we're, we're being... Honest and there's a, uh, a complete so. yeah <laughs> yeah so well, I was going back and forth between Bird and LeBron but at the end and LeBron listen if there was an honorable mention all of us collectively probably would have fitted him in he might have got six more fitted so we yeah. got number one yeah. with a hundred and two votes okay Le- uh, Michael Michael Jordan and what does that tell you by the way with three hundred sixty votes cast I'd say three votes a piece so MJ only got a hundred and two first places. So was he on the board three sixty? It was uh, every every single vote, yeah. Which is proper. Uh, there you go. All right. So listen, we're not going to do social media files of the week. We're not going to debut the brand new segment that we hyped up, which is point blank picks. Point blank picks, ladies and gentlemen. We'll do it next time. Uh, How but- about Super Bowl nation? <laughs> so, so we're, we're real not quick gonna, before we go, we got to do the we got to do Georgia's AFC NFC championship game recap. We're Just gonna, give me twenty, give twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. We're not gonna do mail call. We're not gonna do any mini games. We're gonna do, get rid of all of it. So instead. We're going to skip right to our final segment of the night, and we're going to call it a wrap. We're going to do parting shots. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Your parting shot, anything you want to get off your chest, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to promote, all you, buddy, go. Uh, Let's promote something um, we're very proud of. We've got our Asbury Park pop-up studio. Yeah, buddy. Very, very happy about that. It's going great guns. Uh, Ming is going to be talking to... Ming, has this been um, confirmed that you will will be speaking with Joe Piscopo and... Not confirmed, but I'm I'm working on it. Um, And Linda Hamilton? I'm working on that, too. Very nice. working on a lot of things. Wait, on one program? Both of them? I Probably not. That would be cool. That's your Terminator Dark fate right there but yeah I'm yeah. working on it though and that will be taking place hopefully at the Asbury Park studio uh, yes uh, they've got a, a um, and Jay Moore which we're hoping for too oh wow oh no yeah. way yeah. Jay yeah. Moore friend of, the, friend of the family sure nice. friend sure. of the friend of the family yes, yes I've seen him live Jay Moore's the one who told me about putting the, the map of Hawaii on someone alright we're not gonna get okay. there go ahead yeah um, so Fantastic. very excited about that uh, Ming and I started a new podcast called uh, Jackass and Flashbacks I would love Todd when you and Mo can get your asses out here I would love for the three of us or the three Don't of you done. guys and Ming and me to sit down with a favorite 80s movie Let's do it, bro. and Let's do, do it. the commentary. We'd be so. honored to be part of it. We, that would be fantastic. We saw our buddies nice. uh, over done at Ready, Set, Review. Yep. Did, did so, and, and we would love to do it. It's a blast. Yeah. Yes. It really is. Awesome. It is so much fun. So, And uh, we also want to throw that out to any listeners out there who yeah, book, uh, would want to do it. Book come the to the studio. It's a new feature. Yeah, come to the 80, a shared 80, universe. 80, 80, and nobody else is doing this. No this one is else is doing it. the only place where you can do your own movie commentary. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Great, Mike. Thank you for that parting shot. Ming Chen, your parting uh, shot. If you want to have as much fun as we all did tonight, go to asharedunivers.com. Book an hour. Book a couple hours. Uh, have as much fun as we did. Todd is representing with the shirt. You look great. You look yeah, amazing. Thanks, you love it. And uh, this weekend, uh, come to the uh, Super Duper Bowl 2. Doors open at 5. Uh, show starts at 6. Uh, five, doors open 530. at 5.30. Uh, show starts at 6.30 at the House of Independence. Uh, join Call in the Shots. In? 
Asbury Park, New Asbury Jersey. Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah, I'll be down there. So we're doing a couple shows. We're doing a live show at Johnny Max yeah. that morning. Oh, nice. With the Retired Guys podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be hopping over to the House of Independence. Uh, we'll probably be over at the Boardwalk location in between those two if you want to stop by, say hello, check out the studio. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're expanding, everybody. So we have Eatontown, we got Asbury Park, right by podcast by the ocean. Come see us live, and uh, we'll be all over the place uh, this year. So, um, but awesome. yeah, come have as much fun as we did because this is fun. It man. is fun, man. This is so much fun. And every podcast comes with one session with Geo Seti. Okay, Momo, we're gonna throw Smoothie. to you your parting shot, Muhammad Youssef. All right, I just wanted to wish uh, congratulations to. Lena Youssef, who's uh, newly engaged. Sounds like a relative. Hey! Yeah, she's my cousin. Yeah. And uh, I will be flying in uh, February 15th through the 23rd. So I hope to see you guys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mo. That means. Let's put that on the calendar. That means that for our program of Wednesday night, February 19th, you'll be live in studio. I sure will. Wow, amazing. All right, we'll see who the guests will be that night. Awesome. And congratulations to Lena, by the way. Where is she getting married? Do we know? Uh, not yet. But oh. the uh, the engagement party is in New Jersey. Oh, I mean, At the Shadowbrook? <laughs> no. Hey, uh, uh, Cara, the lovely Cara, she did her first communion there at the Shadowbrook. And uh, and Aunt Diane and Uncle Sal, they got married there as well. So maybe Alina will, too. It's a great venue. But uh, but we hope to see you then. Todd, uh, your parting shot, my friend. I just want to say it was a very pleasant surprise to see you, George Setti, on, uh, on, on, the, on the mic tonight. Not publicized, a total you, surprise. Have you in studio, total surprise. And uh, I don't care. I mean, honestly, I don't care how much hate mail we get. I don't care how many unfollows we get. I don't care how much vitriol there is on the Internet. I like having you on this podcast. And here, as, here. Soon as, as soon as we get the opportunity and the ability to shut off your microphone at will, I support it 100%. I want to have you back. Good to have you, brother. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Best of the fam. Gio, Giorgio, George Setti. Right, my parting shot is, you know, because we got a taste of reality uh, with Kobe's passing. Tomorrow never just, promised. Just, just another reminder, exactly, John, that don't smet, don't, don't ever sweat the small stuff. Uh, realize that your kids and life itself is the foundation. A shout out to my Sammy. Doing wonderful in a sophomore year at Duke, Sammy. Beautiful. I love you more than life yeah. itself. Uh, my, by the way, my Sammy is teaching, instructing a spin class there, and I'm just overwhelmed. Uh, my son, uh, Gio Junior, Georgie Junior, uh, you're the best pal, one of the nicest guys on the planet. I'm proud to be his dad. And folks, if you have one part in shot that you really need to absorb, just spread kindness and love with conviction and tenderness and don't take anything for granted with the values we're going to take all those to heart george yeah. good job here's my own parting shot i want to talk a little bit about the third beer we're drinking here this is from the first ever commercial brewery on staten island new york since rubson and horman originally went out of business in 1963 and this is from flagship brewing okay they're in saint george um it's my buddies uh, these guys uh, I've known way since the Wild Goose days, even before. They're West Brighton guys. That's where I grew up. You know, you got Jay, you got Matt, you got the whole crew over there. And this is their Roggenfest. It's a Roggenfest 
is a rye beer. So normally beer is going to be made with uh, malted barley. Obviously, you can do some wheat kind. Uh, this one is a Marzen Roggen beer hybrid. So what does that mean? Marzen is a, is a German word for March beer, which is actually an Oktoberfest, counterintuitive. Why? Traditionally, in the old days, they would brew it in March and ferment it, lager it, all the way till September, pull it out for Oktoberfest. So Roggen beer is a rye beer. This is a Mars and Roggen beer hybrid, brewed with chocolate rye malts, noble hops. And uh, this one's coming in uh, at, a, at a very modest, compared to what we drank before, 6%. It, it would have one and a half. Uh, flagship, there's a lot of great beers. They're good friends. When Ross Brewing was first starting out, literally when we were first starting out a couple of years ago, we had no kegs. We had nothing. These guys said, hey, we'll give you these six kegs. Use them until you, you got your own. Give it back to us. So they're good people. Uh, Ming and I, actually. We were there. We were there together. We partied there, yeah. That's right. Uh, when, um, well, actually, we already mentioned them. So when Rubson and Horman Brand came back uh, under the auspices of none other than Brian Q. Quinn, friend of the program, uh, Impractical Joker, part of, uh, uh, of the, uh, you know, uh, Viewers Q family, and, um and so when he resurrected that brand, they did their launch party at Flagship. Yeah, we had a great time, man. <laughs> Mick was a celebrity beer tender there as well. You, you had a lot of celebrity beer tending work last I did year. Me, yeah, I did a couple times. So, yeah, uh, yeah that'll continue, hopefully. So uh, so Flagship has great beers, but of all their beers, this is the one I like the best. This is their Roggen Fest. And, George, uh, you spent a lot of time. Living on Staten Island. Yeah, absolutely. You were in that Dungan Hills kind of a Newdorf area? Absolutely. 15 years. Did you ever run across the turkeys, the wild turkeys that are all over? I, I was going to say, this can is an attractive can. Right. It's almost as if you made you think of the turkeys that have these uh, the tinfoil on it with the, the chocolate turkeys. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, and we always had those as kids. Yes. I wonder if they still make them, but a beautiful can and absolutely. Well, they're, they're paying tribute to You cannot drive through those neighborhoods now. Without driving through an entire flock of turkeys, it's it's been oh, they, and they cross methodically. Yes, uh, and then in the last bit of parting shot before I go, uh, John Ross, the intern for the program, he tabulates a lot of our mistakes, lets us know some data. Uh, he does his own podcast here sporadically, which is called the Semiformal Podcast. He uh, he just got this week. His first college acceptance. Whoa. Where where at? So, uh, good school. It's the University of Delaware. It's one of the good schools. UD. Top research schools in the country, the University of Delaware Blue Hens. They admitted him. Then they they, they mentioned, they said they're referring him to their World Scholars Program, which is something that's bananas. You start school the first semester. First semester, you don't even go to campus, you're doing it overseas in some foreign country. Oh, So wow. they said, with this particular program, you do first semester freshman year, and then the entirety of junior year, you're going to do overseas. So uh, so uh, it feels good, you know, kind of uh, breaks the ice. He's got that sure. first acceptance. Sure. Uh, we hope, of course... You know, first of many, and then uh, it's always good to have choices, right? So, uh, so as this point blank program goes on, we're going to tell you some more of the schools he gets into. Now, George, I'm going to tell you right now, he did not apply to Duke. Okay, so so he won't be at school with, with Sammy with Sammy Joe, she of the illustrious fifteen sixty SAT score. I mean, who who could even dream of getting a score like wow. that? Uh, uh, John John had one goal when he took his test. He said. 
I gotta beat you, Dad. <laughs> and uh, and he did beat me. He got in the fifteens and he got he beat me. Whoa! But uh, that is wow. awesome. But, uh, Congratulations. But uh, but uh, but so he's in Delaware. I'm, I'm sorry, he got accepted to Delaware. But you know, I think by April May we'll get a sense of which school he's going. And pick. UD gives you UD goosebumps. That's a wonderful school. Good school. I, mean, I, mean, I know he's going to get more off. And it's worth noting that the helmet of the University of Delaware Blue Hens, Ming. Is substantially identical to that of the Michigan Wolverines. It, it is. It's, it's okay. Pink homage. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Todd, of course, married uh, into a Michigan family. Genie. Orange, orange and blue, just like Mo said. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Rams jersey here. Like orange and blue. Guys, I want to thank all of you. I want to thank Ming and Mike for being great hosts. I want to thank. Uh, uh, Todd and Mo from giving up their time to dial in and Gio Giorgio George Setti I want to thank you for uh, for an, a surprise appearance yeah nobody knew you were coming folks I was Except in the, the middle people. of training at the gym and Johnny called me he texted me he says can you do it's it incredible that you had the free time Thank you for coming up. Thanks to all the Point Blank fans, viewers, listeners for tuning in, for sharing your comments. Send those emails into mail. Call Point Blank at uh, RossBrewing.com. Point Blank at RossBrewing.com. Thank you all. Have a good night. Bruce Springsteen, take us out of here, my friend. Sorry. Or or Gavin Ross. Either one. one. Gavin Ross. Point Blank. Or Lady Gaga. <laughs> Whatever you got. This was a wonderful show.